This is how I know. This is how I know that people are brainwashed. They are brainwashed. They seen this commercial and said, "Yo, I want that." Man's ball. The only ball person in the commercial. Yep. Babe, babe, look at his. Yeah. He got it. Man had the man had the George Jefferson in the video. What are you doing? You can at least put a wig on him or something and just play around with it. Rocking the Johnny Sins. Give him a give him a Derek girl or some ball headed man in a hair commercial. Yo, bad. That shit crazy. On a Saturday! It's All Even with your boy Barry Grant. You can catch me on Instagram and Twitter at All Even Podcast and Twitter. Or what is it? TikTok? Yeah, TikTok. You can listen to the show on Podbeam as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, I'm all over the place. And trust me, go to YouTube, hit that subscribe button, like, share, and comment, tell a friend to tell a friend because the page is growing. Call. Cool. Hey. How you doing, sir? Fantastic. Decent so. <laughs> week. Okay. You know? All right. Feel good. You should. I always feel good. That's good. I do. That's great. You look good, though. Your hair's growing, man. I, listen, you got this John B. thing going on. Right. Ready to do it. You know. Ready to quit. Thanks. Yeah. So, ready to go. Lenny Kravitz type. I don't really know where Mario, you're going Mario, with it. Mario but Van just Beebles. Yeah, Mario Van. Exactly. You're just, you're just going down that line. I like it. Yeah, I like it. It's you know? Good, it's grind season, so I understand the fit. Oh, no. For it. Yeah. It fits forever. It is. Yeah, it is. Man. But you look good though, man. Hey, is, is there anything that happened this week to you? Um, it's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of stuff. A lot of positive stuff going on. A lot on. of good stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of, a lot, lot, lot of renaissance. A lot things are coming back. A lot. You know. A lot yeah. of stuff. Is yeah. Reasserting itself, pause in yeah. life. Yes. And, yes. Um, you know, hey, I'm for the graces and the goodness of it. How about that? Grace God. Yeah. Damn right. Love it. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do? Cardi and Cola. Do it. Yes, sir. We got six in the building. What's good? What's good, brother? How you feeling today? I'm all right, man. You know, it's, um, it's okay. Seeing you at that black man brunch. I'm you got to relax. Am I going to get an next time? No. What, what I got to do to get to the brunch? Nothing, because you won't be there. But I can tell you about it, you know? It was great. It was great. But you look good, Thank you know? You, you do. How, how, how have you been? How has life been treating you? You haven't been here in a while. Yeah, no, I definitely haven't. A lot of, lot of changes. Uh, I have to stop one of my favorite habits, but uh, people are telling me my skin is glowing now, so I, I guess... Oh, you're I'm glowing. Like, you're glowing. That's, <laughs> that's what people are telling me. Celibacy, huh? <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, nah, but you do look good. You are you are glowing, man. You're smiling. I think you're happy. Yeah, hey, man, I haven't been here in a while. Back in the basement with the boys, pause. Yeah, yeah. That that sounded crazy. That did. That did. Yeah, relax. Hey, yo, what the But I understand what you meant. <laughs> There's no super intern. Jimmy the super intern. You know, you know what? I'm I've grown accustomed to his way of speaking, right? It's very weird. He will be like, So he's supposed to be here this week. He said, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell you. I'm in PA at a poker tournament. I said, you know, communication is key, super intern. Yeah, I, I don't do that well. I said, I've, I've learned. <laughs> I've learned, but I hope he wins some money. I hope he does well. 
because he's a he's a savant. He's he's really good. You know, I I need him to start sports gambling for me because you know, any way to make the pot some money. You know? And he's an intern, so I can give him like $2 and take the rest. It's <laughs> the way it works. Do all the work and I take the money. Yeah. Yeah. The coal on the ones and twos, a silent assassin. What's up? Yeah. I like your pod. I do. But you said some, you know, you got to relax about the whole Anakin thing. I don't, I don't, just don't, don't touch it. Okay. That's how you feel? She her she says a lot of crazy things on her pod. Like she's very very calm and mellow here, but when she's out of here, different person, different person, man. Talking that shit. Yeah, we about to pull up on her one of these days. I'm trying I'm trying to tell you, you're just gonna pull up to the studio wherever she's at, and we're gonna have a nice dual pod. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, she's she's very hated on 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 uh TikTok. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That hate is very good. Hate is very good. Very, they're very emotional on TikTok. Very emotional on TikTok. Like my favorite response to people when they say some, you know, disparaging things to me, it's three letters, E A D. Oh, it sends them, <laughs> sends them in a frenzy. What? 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 Yeah, E A D. We all know what that means. Oh, yeah. It's very universal. Eat that dance. Yeah, yeah, eat that dance. Yeah. <laughs> we got two guests in the building. We have Mike Guido. Al, the crazy Eagles fan, is back. I'm back. How you doing? You see what I told you about that mic? Look how far that mic is. Yeah? yeah? Pulse. Make sure. Don't, don't even say it. Make sure. Don't even say it. All right, that's all I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> but listen, happy to see you guys, man. Um, any kind words to say, Mike? About you? No, not. That's chance. not what I asked. No, oh. just oh, just about just, anything. Just in general. Oh yeah. yeah, I'm. Listen, I'm good, man. I'm good. Easy breezy. Yeah, yeah you right. know, married man. I know. You know. Mm-hmm. How's that feel? Yeah, different. Does it? <laughs> yeah. Take that however you want. Yeah. <laughs> that was not an exciting. He's married. No, no, that's no. exactly what it is. No, Paula, that's, I, I love you, honey. That's, that's the it. normal response. Yeah. Yeah, right. No kidding. No, I'm good, man. Everything's good. You look good. Thank okay? you. Besides the hat, you look good. Well, I knew you I know? was going to catch some heat for that. Yeah. So. You, sir. You know what? He's such a walking contradiction that it just bothers me. You, are, you sir, are just... I don't get it. Eagles fan... They got Nick stuff on. I don't get it. I told you everything else is New York. I, I don't. I, I don't like that. Change it. Remember, listen. If you heard the episode, all right. Transfer portal for fans. When the Eagles don't do well, just pick somebody else. Look, man. I've been here for a long time. I was there when Andy was there. We were doing good. I was there when Andy went down. He had to get. You know, he had to get terminated from the position. I was there when they brought Chip Kelly in. It was an exciting first, like, six months or whatever the case it was. Then I was there for the low part. We got rid of my boy Deshaun. Yo, congratulations on the retirement, the one-day contract that he did. They got rid of my man McCoy, sent him out to Buffalo. I've here, been here through all the shit now. I didn't ask him. for an Eagle soliloquy. I didn't, I didn't ask though. for that. Yeah. I didn't ask that for that. That belongs on Lifetime. Like, nobody, nobody here cares about anything Eagles. No one. 
you know, I just feel the hate emanating from your seat because everybody got such warm responses from you, and then you turn to me, and then I don't know. Listen, I haven't seen you in a while. I, I missed you. I missed you. Yes, I did. You look good. You know, you're very coordinated. The, the, the fit that you wanted to wear here, I had to shut it down. I had to shut it down. You should have let it happen. No, no, I had to you shut it down. It you were very coordinated, but I, I listen, we, was, you're, you're, you're fine now. It was spectacular. Yeah, it was too much. It's too much. I don't want to outshine you. I'm sorry. You, you, I mean, you, you can. It's fine. <laughs> but it was just too loud. I didn't, I didn't well, like I mean, it. I mean, I don't really understand what was loud about it. Everything was coordinated. Zebra first skin? First of all. First of all. <laughs> Nick socks. Nick socks. What are you all, doing? It was tiger. Whatever it was. It was white tiger skin, all right? First of all. Second of all, it was stupendous. Stupendous. <laughs> Sneakers was fire, though. I ain't gonna lie to you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Well, it was too much. It's too much. All right, maybe next time. Next time, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I told you, I'll bring the sneakers out the box to touch. I won't, won't mess up the floor. No dirt coming in here. You gotta let me wear the whole fit, though. No. No. Right. Maybe when we have, like, another studio situation, I'll let you do that. But can't do it here. <laughs> Lots to get into, though. We have, um... Thursday night football. Does anybody even want to talk about Thursday night? I mean, we have to, but uh, we, we will. Um, and then we have Cowboys watch. We'll talk about those Cowboys. Jets watch. How are you doing with Cowboys watch and Jets watch? Don't just give the Cowboys another name. No, no. Cowboys. No, 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 no. It's Cowboys watch. Okay. Cowboys watch, Jets watch. Okay. Cowboys watch is better. It's better. But there's, you know, there's a lot of crow that I probably have to eat with Jets watch this week. Um, you know. Get your bib on. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about some news in New England. You know, there's some rumors flying out of there. Very interesting. Um, Justin Herbert needs to do something with the Chargers. And I'm going to kind of go into detail of what he needs to do to be able to, one, save his tenure with the Chargers. And to actually save face for that organization altogether. Um, what else we got here? Dolphins. I like to talk about the Dolphins. Obviously, they got a big game coming up soon against the Cowboys. But I don't want to talk about that yet. I want to talk about what they actually are as a football team. Because there are a lot of smoke and mirrors that I see. Um, Lions are rubbish again. I like to talk about that. Yeah? All the hype is over. They're back to the lines again. Love it. Love it. Um, Cam Newton, Sixes man. He loves Cam Newton. And I'm, I'm needling him right now. But Cam Newton said some stuff. And I'm not going to go where everybody else went with Cam Newton. They went to attack him. I'm going to share a different side. I'm going to, I'm going to give grace to Cam Newton. I am. But I'm also going to tell him how he should have approached it. Um, what else we got here? Irrelevant news of the week. We got to talk about Draymond Green. Um, dehumidifiers and space heaters are back. It is back. I have an update. Um, Giannis. He went crazy. What are you doing? <laughs> and, um, the Lakers. In-season tournament banner. People are talking about it. Should they hang it? Should they not? I, as a Laker fan, I'm going to share my thoughts about that. Got baseball stuff. Otani gets the bag. We're going to talk about that. Him deferring damn near the whole damn contract. Um, where is Yoshinobu Yamamoto landing? Got to talk about that. 
He's not going to no Dame Yankees. Um, okay. And our top prospect, or one of our top prospects, tears his ACL as a Met fan. I feel sick. I feel sick, but it's just, it's normal. It's normal at this point to feel this way because this is what it is to be a Mets fan. Um, and then the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy, yeah. Before I get into anything sports-related, you know how this works, fellas. You know how this goes? Off-sports topic. And the biggest topic for me is only one. Jonathan Majors. Did you see the video? Now listen, here's my thing. And Nicole is going to understand this as she gets older, what I mean <laughs> by this, right? When you see a black man and a white woman together, right? It's, it's, it's a great thing, right? It's, there's nothing wrong with that. However, when it does go bad, there's certain things that you have to understand, right? A black man is always going to be under fire, because if things go wrong, they tend to, thank you, they tend to point the finger at said person, right? Now, if you put violence into that picture, whether it's on one side or the other side, it's always going to lean to one side. So as the person who's the African-American was a black man, when you see somebody run like that, you already know what type of run that is. Head up, <laughs> full stride. I'm trying to get away from this white woman as fast as possible because you're not getting me. That's what that run means. You're not getting me. And if you saw the video, he put her in the car and he took off. <laughs> he took off and she ran after him. So my thing is this, right? In traffic. In traffic. My thing is this. If he was this abuser... How many people run after their abusers? I'm just saying. Thoughts? First of all, I like to say nice heavy. Like the, the, the quick, the left, right. Yes. Out of yeah, yeah, he get, he, he get the, the shoulder. Joke the shit out of him. He was out of there. <laughs> oh, he was out of there. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Now he cut ass, though. Like, he was trying to get out of there because he understood the ramifications of what would happen if he stayed. We know this. It might not be right, but it is what it is. You saw it happen to Chris Brown. Right. Except, you know, she wasn't white, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but... But, yeah, same thing. It's... You, you, you gotta be careful, man. You gotta be careful. You know? So just, just remember Silent Assassin. Just, you know, you see a man running like that, you already know, okay, it's a white woman involved. It's <laughs> a white woman involved. He's running for his life. You know? He's running for safety. <laughs> He's trying to get up out of there. I mean, yeah. I mean, I ran the whole route tree up and down. Yo. The so, <laughs> but I mean, the the video was crazy. And like, even the charges, like, like Draymond was more violent. Like, all he, like from what I saw, all he really did was just snatch the phone from her. Right. You know what I mean? He gave her a little stiff arm. Not right. Not like no Derek Herring stiff arm. Right. Like, he was just trying to get away. Like, a little, little get off. Yeah. Him, you know what I mean? He stepped back, went to the curb. He thought he was going to be all right. She came out the car. He took off. Right. Like, took oh. off. And they ran past every single camera in New York City. Like, it was a tour. He was up this block. He cut the corner. They going through the cones. He cut the remedian. They dodging traffic. I never seen Listen, like the part. Listen, the part that had me crying is when he got DK Metcalf set separation from her. Like, yo, <laughs> he started to pull away. <laughs> I was like, yo... 
That's talent right there. <laughs> Man's talented. Man. My favorite, Yo. My favorite scene is literally like when he gets that separation and hits the neck block. <laughs> and then the next camera picks it up. And she's not in frame. Yo, like, not in frame. She's not in frame. She's like, she's like four seconds behind. And he was out. He was out. And he's just striding like. Yo, that's, but I'm telling you that that's what's called fight or flight. Literally. Literally. He was out. He didn't want, he didn't want no parts of that. No parts of that. So, I think Marvel owes this man an apology. They do. Talking about, yo, you're going to pull him away. Nah, no. Even when you heard the phone call, even when you heard the phone call, he didn't sound aggressive. He said, why would you come here drunk? You know what we're doing here. You know, you know what type of responsibility that I have. You can't do this type of situation. You got to have a certain way about you. Can't do that. I mean, that doesn't sound. That doesn't seem like an aggressive person to me. I'm just saying. And he's the one who called the cops the next day. Right. Because she he found her in the closet and told she had an OD. Right. So what are you doing sleeping in my closet? Right. So it's like, come on, all the signs are pointing that way. Now you know what I mean. Like, if you want more evidence to come out, that's all right. fine, cool. But he was definitely on his came to conquer shit because he was like, I. I'm a great man. He is. I, <laughs> I deserve a woman like Coretta Scott. Right. King. Like Michelle Obama. Was, Michelle Obama. I yeah. Who else he said? But then, he was definitely on his shit. Like and then, in oh, character, man. Michelle Obama would have ran him down though. Facts. Yeah. Well, She'd have caught him. She'd have caught him. She'd have been stride for stride. Where you going? <laughs> she might have tackled him. Fuck you going. Right. <laughs> Sit your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's. it's but he, but he pulled up with Megan Good, and I guess everything. Yeah, was man, man, man one. Man. Yo, you know what's crazy about Megan Good? Was she married to this dude that was like a, a heavy Christian? The pastor, yeah. Oh, uh, that's okay. That makes sense now. Hey, hold on, hold on. He said, "Wasn't she?" Yeah. All right. Oh, she still is. No, 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 no. no, no, no. I'm no just saying, wasn't. It was past tense. Oh, okay. I, was, I, I, I thought go. you was. I thought you spreading some narratives. Hey, I, she's I don't know. major now. Okay. So, it, there, I I had a theory. I I know why she left. Remember, Megan Good was, she was the sex symbol she for good. Mad Long. And then all of a sudden, she disappeared. She's been wanting to get out. <laughs> wanting to go back to showing the titties again. She wanted that. And Jonathan Majors gave her the out. You know what I mean? Come with me. Pop those titties out again. It's all right. <laughs> get away from that pastor. <laughs> get away from that pastor. Show those boobs. Those great New York boobs. <laughs> show them. Show them. Rumsky. Yeah. It's an attractive woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. yeah, yeah. I, Jonathan Majors, he he definitely upgraded though, cause you know, I, I don't want to throw no shots, but you know, she was uh, yeah. yeah. His his ex girlfriend. Yeah. I know which one I would pick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Easy decision. Easy decision. You know who else upgraded the boobs when they got away from there? So oh yes. Kanye, hey! Hey! Easy season approaches. It is easy season. Can we segue into that? Now, listen. Go for it. I mean, his wife kind of looked like Pete Davidson. You got to relax. Hey. I'm just saying. You got to relax. Pete Davidson had those tits. Right. Hey. Right. All right. He looked like twins. Right. Hey, hey, hey. hey. He, she got some twins on top of her. Hey. I mean, hey. It's, it's, hey. Like, it's like he called Kim and said, you know what? I could do it better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so... As much as I love Kanye, I oh do. he loves him, he loves him. He yeah, I'm a Kanye. I, oh, I'm now a oh, Kanye yeah. apologist. Oh, we got him. Um, this has been weeks now. You know this. Come on, I'm just saying. What is he? What, what's going on with the the rant 
that he went rant on. Was good. You thought you thought it was good. It's a good rant. I mean, it's not a Kanye rant if he doesn't talk about ten things in three minutes. Right. So, like, and everybody name drop. I mean, I think it was yo. This one was a good one. Yeah, yo, he dropped a lot of bars in that one. He kicked Jeff Jules out for selling him she's my god he said shut up get out <laughs> yo yes is bad though he should never did that I love that girl she is miss miami to me yeah claw is a big fan of yes like, since she had short hair the long hair the kid no kid when she was fat and she came back your fan i'm sorry you've been fun. there for the whole journey yeah all on snapchat <laughs> when does the album come out today did you did you did you listen to it yet? I haven't listened to it. I actually know some people that's actually working on it. Yeah? And from what they told me... Fire? They started in Dubai, then they went to Miami, and then they in Vegas. And it's just been crazy. It's crazy. Well, I can't wait to hear it. I, I need I need to know, you know, if it's uh, yay potential. If it's up there. Kanye's going to do something. He's going to give a good reason. I'm going to give you this. It's the other Kanye. Okay. It's Dark Twisted Fantasy Kanye. Okay. Mm. Like the bars are like eight weeks, eight weeks of heartbreaks. Nah, the bars are like the album after that one where like the bars are just nasty bars. Like this is my divorce album. Okay, I'm talking that shitty. Right. Nah, listen, man, I I am I'm supportive of it. I want to hear it. Um, I'm, I'm gonna get you a pair of those uh, Yeezy pods, by the way. Yeah, I need those. those socks. I need those. Yeah, I wear them. Yeah, you're a socks. You are. I wear them to the new the the, the next uh, Black Man's Brunch. I you should. If this album does what it what we hope is what Kanye albums usually do, do you think another company gets back in bed with it? Of course. All listen, all Kanye needs is like six months of no issues. You get six months of no issues, he'll get all the bags back. Well, that's just, just the way it goes. Oh, you gotta get that six months. Yeah. That, that I said if. That's that's all I'm saying. The music rollout was fire, but then my man put on the black plasma hoodie. He's been had that. Yeah, yeah. He had just, it since Black Skinhead. It was in there. That's just him. If he if he can give them six months of no issues, the bag is coming back. What I what I've learned, I've watched because he he said f everybody in that in yo, that ring. The whole journey, what I've watched is you've got the same person the whole time. It's the same guy. He's been saying f this. Y'all not gonna control me. I'm gonna do what I want since since day one. And meant that shit since day he one. Continuously wins after y'all tell him. Like I cancel him, he comes back and he does it again and he does it again. Yeah. Like that Backstreet Boy sample, I don't know if it got cleared. That shit was fire. Yeah. Yo, she's going. We got her. Have fire. <laughs> and you got my man Charlie Wilson to sing that shit. That shit fire. Yo, gangster, bro. Yeah. Yeah. My fucker can sample anything. He's going to sample all even one day. And that's it. Don't dominate. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. Out of and I and I wouldn't mind. Just go. take it. Yeah, take, hey, it. take it. You don't even need to clear it. Just take it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But um, yeah, I, I support Kanye. I do. After break, Thursday night football. Ah, Disrespect. What a game. Yo, it's your man DJ G Money from that Flip the Script podcast. You see it? We in the studio right now. Flip shut up. Yeah. Oh, listen. Shout out to the Old Even podcast. My man Barry Grant Jr. What's up, man? What happened? What you what you want to say to the people? Shout out somebody else's podcast. Yeah, my man is enjoying. What's up? Old Even. Old Even podcast. Yo, it ain't even up here, boy. We put this go something. Old Even. Yo, you. Oh my God. What's up with you, man? Now you go. Well, that's a shout out. You keeping this? 
Yes, sir. Uh, back in my day, we call that an ass kick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's still appropriate. For right. Days. Okay. 63 to 21. What was the score before the Chargers actually scored a point? 42 nothing. It was 21 nothing at the end of the first quarter. Now, you see 21 nothing. We've seen scores like that at the end of the first quarter. And you see teams slowly get back. You know, the, the offense kind of like. Slows down a bit. You take your foot off the gas, right? But no, Antonio Pierce said, "Keep your foot on the gas and push it more." That's what he said at halftime, and they destroyed, destroyed the Chargers. I that that's what I like to see. I like to see domination because when you have a team that's reeling, that has a quarterback that's you know, I'm not even gonna say he's bad. He's inexperienced. You make sure you take advantage of that. And you beat the hell out of them. That's what you do. And on top of that, when you have an idiot coach on the other side, you make sure you embarrass him. You embarrass him to the point where he loses his job. And everybody on planet Earth during that game, even the announcers, saying, I don't think that this guy is going to survive or he shouldn't survive. They should actually give him his walking papers at halftime. He knew he was going. Brandon Staley knew he was getting fired. He knew it. So, going into my spiel now, this is what I think Justin Herbert should be doing. Justin Herbert should put the Chargers organization on notice. He's the star quarterback. They just fired the GM. They just fired the head coach. The head coach, mind you, that's supposed to be a defensive-minded head coach. The reason why they fired Anthony Lynn was to tighten things up, remember? People used to say, oh, how bad Anthony Lynn was. They can't close games. Look worse under Brandon Staley. And what's the difference? You want me to say it? Oh, the hue. The hue's different. It is. It's okay for Brandon Staley to fail upwards. They, they wanted to crucify Anthony Lynn. Same problems ended up happening, if not worse, under Brandon Staley. He's the defensive coordinator. They never finished over 20th. In regards to total defense, they finished 20th yards per game, fifth worst in run per game. They were one of the worst defenses under Brandon Staley in football. You're the defensive guy. So it goes back to that old saying that I always say defensive minded coaches are not, not all of them but most of them are not suited to be head coaches because they don't see the full gamut of the of the team. So Justin Herbert needs to go to management and say, listen, the next coach that you give me, he needs to be an offensive-minded guy. Do not bring in any defensive-minded coaches. I need somebody to help me grow and be and, and continue to grow offensively as a quarterback and as a leader. I can't do that under guys like, Sean McDermott. I can't do that on the guys like Brandon Staley. I need an offensive mind. Also, you need to get Kellen Moore the fuck out of here too. 
because under Kellen Moore, they haven't looked good. The, 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 the offensive line, yes, is a little challenging. They've had some injuries. But the running game has taken a huge step backwards under an offensive coordinator that doesn't like to run the football. You have an elite running back that can be – you can use him in a myriad of ways. Joshua Kelly's not a bad running back either. But you, 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 they, they're, they're, they're in these schemes that don't work. It's very bland schemes. You can be able to pretty much know exactly what's going to happen in that offense. So if I'm Justin Herbert, I go to management and say, you need to find guys that's going to help us get to the next level. Kellen Moore's not doing it. Brandon, guys like Brandon Staley are not getting it done. He has to put his foot down and say, if you don't get this done, I want out of here. Who? Oh. Coast Guard. The Chargers. Been rumored for about six months now. Go ahead and say it. Bill Belichick, baby. Uh, that's not going to help them. That's not going to help them. I don't know that that happens either. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Last it, night you saw, like, <clears throat> I have never seen a team quit that hard. Yeah. Like, that team full-blown quit on Brandon Staley yesterday. Yeah. Quit. Like, I, I've, I've never seen anything like that. I really haven't. But I agree with you 100%. The league now is just moving towards offensive-minded coaches. Yeah. I, think, I forgot what I heard earlier today. I think it was, I think, 11 of the 14 teams that are currently in playoff position have offensive-minded yep. head coaches. And I think six out of the eight teams that are in last place in their division have defensive coaches. Yep. It's just the way the league's moving. Listen, people have been dragging me through the coals about my Sean McDermott take. You don't know what you're talking about. Where are your sources? He's, he has sources that he's going to get fired. Tea leaves are right there. Let them not make the playoffs, one. Or let them get out in the first round. Let them, let, let them lose in the wild card round and see if Sean McDermott keeps his job. Especially after the, the whole 9-11 thing they did. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens with that. that. That was crazy, right? But that's that's where the league is going. If you have a great young quarterback that they have, you're wasting years. You're wasting years of control. At some point, he's going to cash in, and once he once he cashes in, things start to change. We all know when quarterbacks get paid, the the team is not that great all around them anymore. So now you're wasting on this idiot coach that has no idea what the hell he's doing. You got Kellen Moore and they, they better pray. Here's the thing. It's very telling that Kellen Moore is not the interim head coach. No, they go to somebody to. else. He's gone to. It's very telling. Yeah. Normally, if they bring in a guy that they like, it's going to be the interim coach. He's not even that. And we're seeing with the Dallas Cowboys that, man, Mike McCarthy was right. Let me get rid of this little idiot and start calling these plays again because he had our offense looking crazy. Very bland. So that's what needs to happen, man. Justin Herbert needs to put his foot down and say, if you guys don't hire the coach that I want or that's going to be tailored for my skills, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And if he says that, they'll they'll fall in line. Brandon Staley could have saved his job two or three weeks ago. All he had to do was hire a defensive. Exactly, but he 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 stood on his square. I'm I'm going to call the blaze. 
I, I'm the defensive guy. I'm okay. <laughs> call it at home now. Yeah. Go call it's, for your kids. It is. <laughs> call for your kids. It's amazing too how, like, if you look at that Chargers defense. Yeah. Like, they're per- they've got they have talent. dudes on that defense. They got talent. They really do. They've got crazy pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa are both insanely right. good. Derwin Derwin James, right? Like they've got guys on that D. De- There's no reason why their defense should the be that. The scheme is just bad. It was horrible. And when you exactly when you when you have when you have defensive guys that are struggling with a scheme that are that good, it's the scheme, not the players. You understand what I'm saying? You need to tailor your system to the players that you have. A lot of these coaches they like to well. This is this is what this is the type of system that I run. You gotta have to get no tailor the offense and your defense around the players that you have because that way you're going to be effective. That's that's how it works. Minded coaches they don't want to they don't want to take chances. They're stubborn. Give the yeah. offense to the OC and just let it go. Yeah. yeah. Let them call the play. Let it go. But yeah. They want to call the. They want to call offense like they're playing defense. They think they, can see it. they think they can call the game when they're not. They, like I said about Sean Madero, I don't keep name dropping him, but sometimes your potential is what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's not your sure. fault, right? It's just you, you, you're just capped. Guys like Brandon Staley, they're capped. They don't have much to give other than that side of the ball. You know what I'm saying? So when you put them in these situations, they're going to stumble. I can promise you this. I promise you this. And you can probably set a clock to it. He will get another head coaching job very soon. Doesn't matter how bad this was. I don't know. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I'm okay. Not sure. I'm not sure. Right. I'm not sure he's a defensive coordinator next year. We I will really see. Don't know that he is. We'll see. We will see. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's, he's coaching next year. We will see. I doubt it. We gonna see if the hue. <laughs> I do think it's funny the hue though. matters. I do think it's funny though. Yes. How Kellen Moore, like Jerry Jones, yeah, wanted so badly. For Kellen Moore to be like this offensive genius, right? I've 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 said this for a few years. You know that, mm-hmm. where like he wanted Kellen Moore to be Sean McVay, he wanted him to be Kyle Shanahan, he wanted him to be whoever, and he's just not. He's, he's just a guy. Not that guy. He's but, just a guy. However, I do think it's also funny how when Jason Garrett got fired in Dallas, who was the guy that stuck around? Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Yeah. Brandon Staley just got fired. Coach GM both gone. Kellamore. Kellamore's still around. Right. This dude's made out of glue or something like that. He's, he's a survivor. <laughs> he is. He's a roach. He's an NFL survivor. That's what he, he is. Naked pictures of somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows where the bones are buried. I'm telling you. I'm but, telling you. But on both sides of the show, there's too much defense to work on. Um, too much talent on yeah. both sides of the ball. Yeah, 100%. 100%. And, like, it was, it was a disgusting. Like, the Raiders scored zero points the week before. They set a franchise record the week after. Yeah. And then um, what are the five five four five fumbles, three recoveries? Like they dominated them on every single. You had um, what was the Jacoby Myers passing touchdowns right. to to Adam? Oh, they was wilding. They was wilding. Like they were having fun out there. They were they were they were trying everything out there. Yeah, everybody scored. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about. I looked through the uh, on fantasy. I'm like, who, who has? <laughs> who the hell is that? <laughs> right. It didn't even it's matter. A, it's a whole bunch of who. No, who? No Josh Jacobs either. Right. No Josh Jacobs. No Josh yeah. Jacobs. And it'd be one thing too. And I, I'm not saying that it, you know, giving up 63 points is giving up 63 points. But if they had given up 63 points to Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes or something like that, that's yeah. one thing. They gave it up to Aiden O'Connell. Right. Like what? Wow. 
Cool. Right. What? Ooh, let that shit fly. Let it fly. He was <laughs> he out was there. It fly. He was out there wilding. Yo, all th- two running backs that played got a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. Every wide receiver, maybe outside of Hunter Renfro. Right. Poor guy, poor guy. <laughs> got poor got guy. a touchdown. <laughs> like the two guys got nice touchdowns. Yeah. 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 Like, you know, like, when you talk to a girl, she got a son, and her son is playing Madden, mm. and you say, here, let me play with you, oh, yeah. and you get disrespectful? And bust his ass? That's yeah. what it looked like. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it looked like. Yeah. He plays on rookie, too. Facts. Thrash his ass, boy. You know what I mean? Pause. But, yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but that, that's basically what it is. It, it's, they need to, and this is a desirable job. That's the, that's the one thing, right? Yeah. yeah. This this is not going to be one of those jobs where we'll be like oh, I'm not sure they they're going to be jumping at this job because there's a lot there, so you just got to find the right guy, man. And and I hope that yeah, it's a it's a super div- young quarterback, one of the best in the league, mm-hmm. decent running game, talent on the defensive end, good good bookend wide receivers. What what do you yeah. need? What I don't, do you need? I don't think you can hire though, just like another coach. No, but you need you, an exceptional you, guy. No, you need to, but I don't mean like somebody who's never coached before. Okay. Like, I think you need to bring in a guy with built-in respect. Okay. Like after what just happened, right? Right. You think all those players in that locker room were just like, all right, let's bring in another newbie. Right. Like it's not some somebody not somebody that. with some cash. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. need they need like like bro, if Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan. Man. If Man. Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, I'm telling you right now. That's dirty work. That's, that's dirty work, right, dude? I'm telling you right now. That's, really, that's where it has to be. Even yeah. Like, even like, uh, oh, what's the name? Um, who's your man that went to the Broncos? Oh, Sean Payton. Like uh, Sean Payton. Yeah, you he need somebody like that. Year, yeah. And he would have went there. Then boom, that, that's right. the fit. Right. He can mold his team up. Yeah. Even though the Broncos are balling right now, I'm not not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah. It's still like he's he's one of those type of fits that would. Uh, you know who I would. You know who would do a good job with this team. You may you guys might not agree, but I I think he would do very well. But he's one of those very bland coaches that nobody cares to talk about. Mm. Jim Caldwell. I think Jim Caldwell is a very underrated coach. He's a he's a disciplinarian, and he's not a he's a guy that that will get the job done because his schemes work with that talent. It does. But will he get a job? No, he won't. But yeah, he's the he's the um he's like the Ron Washington of yes. the NFL. He's the vanilla wafer of the NFL. <laughs> People are just like, eh, you know, vanilla wafers are good, but eh, we don't really want them. Who's that Eagles coach who left who took over after Andy Reid? Chip Kelly. Chip. Chip. Oh, sorry, after Chip. Uh, oh, you want uh, Peterson? Yeah. yeah Doug Peterson Peterson is with uh the Jags. Yeah. That's why it's so good. So it's funny that you said that though, because like on my way over here, I was even thinking like, like would Chip Kelly be that bad of a yes of an opportunity? You really think so? <laughs> yes. Why? He's he Why, is though. He is a college coach through and through. His, I don't disagree with that. But his what I'm schemes, saying is, the, the way he thinks about the game is just not on a pro level. You don't it's just think not, so? No. I don't know, man. His um, offense is so fast. Yeah, his, his offense is potent. Like, like as a like, his scheme can work, but he can't work. That's the problem with Chip. Yeah, yeah, man. Works. yeah it, it works for a particular type of style. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like if Chip Kelly was on a team like the Dolphins, yeah, it would work. Hey, yeah, speed fair. all over the field. I'm just saying that if because what does Chip Kelly do, right? And you know this is an Eagles guy, yeah. right? 
what did he do? He spread, spread the offense out. out right. And just lets your athletes run. Yeah. Right? I mean, imagine what Justin Herbert with that arm can do with an offense that is spread from sideline to sideline. You got you know, like, Mike Williams out there. That's I mean, what I'm talking about, right? That's, Not, exactly. That's the game changer, though. The healthy Mike Williams. Because Keenan Allen got everything this year. Yeah. yeah. He's so There's good, no issue. Dude. You know what I'm saying? I think the kid Palmer, right? That's yeah. yeah. He was out there. But when you can line up Eckler on the outside, too, and just be like, hey. Right. What's going to do? Right. Yeah, exactly. You can't I mean, well, I, I, think, I think, you know, Herbert just has to go to management and say, give me these guys and let's go. They'll you know listen. I mean? If he were to do that, they'd listen. They would listen because he's the guy. But he don't seem like that guy, though. He may not, he may not seem be. like that guy, but he's they respect that guy over there. So you know he he has a lot of lot of a uh, lot of say of what goes on, and he should have a lot of say because he's the franchise. Uh, moving on, Cowboys wise. Now, that doesn't work. It does. It does. It does. It does. It's so forced. It does. And the reason why it's Cowboys wise is because you're here. Okay, you, sir, didn't show up all year and your Eagles have been playing good and you want to talk all this nonsense. And I've been saying even this man here who's a Cowboys fan, Eagles, hey, they're winning. You got to give him respect. No, no, I refuse to give the team respect that they've been creeping out these wins all season. They've been asking for this ass kicking, asking for it for weeks. In dog fights with the commanders, all these other teams that you 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 don't look good against, tush pushing shit. No, no. Sounds like a lot of hate right there. <laughs> there is no hate. Like, you guys are not good. Like I don't even know why you're so excited. You guys are not good. <laughs> you guys are not good. The defense is poor. Let's just let's just call it, outside of Jalen Carter and that defensive line. That defense sucks. It sucks. It's really bad. And the worst thing to look at. And the whole organization is Nick Sirianni's face. I just can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. It's just he—he he makes you guys that much more hateable. He does. Got a good little five-week run, and it's just the five shit. weeks. We got the MVP. What are you talking about? We'll see. Man's MVP in the league. So to play devil's advocate for the Eagles, and I'm not. Listen, I, I despise the Eagles. I really do. But that stretch of games that they had from October 22nd to now. It was murderous row. It was brutal. Yeah. Brutal. They had home against the Dolphins at Washington. Cowboys by Chiefs, Bills, Niners, Cowboys. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> that but is, guess what? That's brutal. But here's the thing, though. They've been asking for this for two seasons because they had one of the weakest schedules in football last year. They did. Then they came back and had a cheese schedule for the first few weeks this year. You had to start playing somebody at some point. That's what I'm saying. So, as the Eagles fan, go ahead. Go ahead. The Eagles got a lot of problems right now. Our, our red zone, our red zone percentage right now is um on defense is horrible. We're letting what what is it? Seventy percent of people. 70%. Oh, it's Ole. It's Ole. It's seventy percent, forty percent passing. Our third down um conversion rate on defense. Like you said, the defense is not playing well right, right. now. Um, we, we the only thing that we're really doing good still right now is the um is our halftime adjustments. Like we're scoring. You like, guys definitely do make good halftime adjustments. Like we're, you what we're scoring like six. Like we're scoring like a touchdown in the first half. Yeah. Two and two and a half in the second half. 
Um, but our running game is bad. Our running game this year, um, ever since Jalen Hurst hurt his knee, so they're not really respecting that. Everybody's sitting there going after the De- um when they know when DeAndre's going to be sitting there going. So, so he's down. We went from what fourth to like eighth. And yo, like Bradbury's that. rubbish. Yeah, y'all yeah. deserve it. I ain't gonna hold you. Uh, a couple of years ago, I hit him up like, yo, your Eagles look bad now, but you got this dude on the Eagles called Javon Hargrave. He's gonna lead y'all to the promised land. Oh, let him go. Let him go. Yeah. After the season that he had last year. Oh, that's just karma. That's just karma. It's I ain't just karma? Like, that's karma, bro. I don't even know what hey, I hey. to you people, man. City of brotherly love. What are you gonna do? <laughs> what are you gonna do? Y'all trying to make the tush push illegal? Yes. Ban it. Ban it, why? Ban it. Ban it. Stop it. You can't. <laughs> Stop it. It's rubbish. It's a game genie. That thing out of here, man. That's the only thing I got. That's the only play I got that's good. Because if it's third and one, all right, you know Tush Push coming. That's it. That's their whole offense. I think it's going to phase out by itself, though. Probably might. Learn to stop it. Like the, like the Wildcat? Yeah. It's going to be like the Wildcat. No, nah, but no, we got to do a lot better. And I'm not going to sit up here. And as much as I love my Eagles, I'm not going to sit up here and say that we're doing something that we're not right now. But we just went through murder, bro. You guys just played who? The Giants, the um, Panthers. Yeah, we we got we got we got we got. It's been a little cakey for you. We got a couple of games now. We got the Bills coming up on on Sunday, so we got the Dolphins after that. We ain't gonna worry about the Dolphins. All right, Mr. Guido, how do you feel about our matchup against the Buffalo Bills? Um, because you are a huge Josh Allen fan. I love Josh Allen, but I, I told you three weeks ago, right? That the next stretch of games for the Cowboys, that next stretch of five games, where it was Seattle, uh, Seattle, the Eagles, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit. Right. We got to go four and one in those games in order for me to buy in. Okay. So, and one of those wins had to be against Philadelphia. You needed to beat Philadelphia. Um, I think this could be the game they lose because... I don't know that Miami can defend Dallas, first of all. They can't defend anybody. They can't defend anybody. You're right. Um, but Buffalo has that sort of feel to them where Josh Allen, if he's right, can burn you worse than anybody else in football. So the way that... Uh, Seattle attacked Deron Bland with DK Metcalf. I think you could see a similar part of that with Stefan Diggs. And I also think that what is really going to hurt the Cowboys this week is that James Cook, the Bills running back, has been great over the last month. Jonathan Hankins isn't playing for the Cowboys this week. Mm-hmm. That's a big body inside that you're not going to have. And also, if Josh Allen runs, if they actually commit to running the ball with Josh Allen. Say what you want about the Cowboys' defense. I think it's great. They get a lot of stuff done. But their strength is coverage, pass rushing, right? The middle of the field, a lot of the time, is wide open. They're going to drop him back. They're going to let the pass rushers go deep in the pocket, and he's just going to shoot up the middle. I think Josh Allen could run for 100 yards. I like that could be the difference maker for me. So this one, this one makes me a little nervous. Okay, so you're saying that the Bills beat the Cowboys this weekend? I'm saying that. See, I don't know. Like, 
I don't know that I'd say that they. No, yeah, I will. I think the Bills do win. Plus, you got to keep this in mind too. The Cowboys are incredibly good at home. This game's in Buffalo. It's gonna be freezing cold. Right. Like this is gonna be a. This is tough. This is a tough game. Now here's my question to you: If the Cowboys do win a tough game like this, because Buffalo is a physical team and mm-hmm. Dallas tends to struggle against physicality a bit, right? At times. But if Dak Prescott and those Cowboys go up to Buffalo and play a really, really tough-nosed, hard-nosed game and win that game, do you feel more comfortable with them going into the playoffs as a team that could be able to kind of make a run? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But my principle still stands, though. It just does. You got to go four and one in this next in these next five. Okay, that's fair. I, I I'm not gonna disagree with that. Um, but I think the Cowboys beat the Buffalo Bills and beat them badly. I hope you're right. <laughs> All right, that's what I'm seeing. Right, Dak Prescott, I'm on the train. I'm on the train now. Support Dak. Right after the break. Don't, don't speak that into existence. That's mean. It is mean. It is mean. <laughs> after the break. Jets watch. Yo, this is Cigar Jensen Gals. I want to give a shout out to my boy Barry for leaving podcast. Keep doing your thing, bro. Killing it. Jets watch. Yes, yes go ahead, sir. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Take glasses off. Take glasses off. Is that a requirement? Take glasses off. My eyes, my eyes. Look me in the eyes and tell me what you said about him. What did I say? What did you say? What did I, I say? I want to hear you say it. Say it I don't again. know what I said. What you said about Zach Wilson? He's rubbish. Was he? All right. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to explain. Was he? <laughs> was he? I'm going to explain. I never thought that I would see a time where Mr. DeVito and Zach Wilson are the players of the week. Yeah. Tommy Cutlets. Yeah. <laughs> That's the guy. Yo, listen. Did, Yo, look. look Giants fans will take anything, bro. As long as it's Italian. Right. <laughs> Facts. Bro, yeah, they don't care, bro. I, I got nothing. I got nothing. An he, Italian quarterback is God. Zach Wilson was balling. <laughs> He was balling. He looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. That was his best game as a pro. He looked like Aaron Rodgers out there. The the type of plays, the the arm angles that he was throwing, he was out there wilding. So, what do you want me to say? I want you to say it. What do you want me to say? I'm sorry, Mr. Claw, and I will never, ever bash your Jets again. I'm sorry, Mr. Claw, but I am not saying the rest of that. All right, very well. Because... We all know that he had a good game, but he is still rubbish. Here's the thing. Now, here's my take. And I've seen I've seen other people hit this take, and I'm going to say it, and I'm going to say it with grace, and I'm going to say it coming from a real Jets fan's point of view. We are going to fuck this up. Okay. Because what's going to happen is he can't come back next year. You know what? Yeah. You're right. Where is he going to go? The fucking Patriots. <laughs> and what's going to haunt us for the next 15 years? Zach fucking Wilson. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. All right. I'm telling you, you. You're putting too much stock into this kid. He's not that good. It don't matter. Yo, 
Any quarterback here is not good. We had Michael Vick. Michael Vick was old. It doesn't matter. He's fucking Michael Vick. He was old. He was done. You can't use that in this example. I'm using it. You can you can use Geno Smith. He threw a touchdown? You can use Geno Smith. I don't remember. <laughs> right, cool. You can use Geno Smith as an example. You can. We can yeah, use Geno Smith. Smith. We can uh, use fucking whatever Tim Tebow experiment was. No, nah, you can't use that. Nah, I can't use that. I would feel like how I felt when he got all the wins this season. Here's my thing for you, Cole. Yeah. I understand the what you're saying, but here's the problem. If you keep Zach Wilson, you're going to be in the same situation as who? The New York Giants. The New York Giants were a team that looked at their quarterback and said, he has some talent. Still hasn't shown me everything yet because of injuries, offensive line issues, there's a coaching problem. So all of these things are not his problem. So maybe we have to keep him around. Maybe we have to keep him around again for another year. Then keep him around for another year. Then what ends up happening? Contract time comes around and you see the shit or get off the pot and now you have $40 million in the hole. You cannot... You but but now to... look where the Giants are. Tommy DeVito is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones is. <laughs> he is. But here's the situation. Zach Wilson is not worth that much time and investment. You've right. seen him start. You've seen him fail. How many it's time to move on. This is his third you season. Aaron Rodgers back. Should you use the draft to make the team better rather than get another quarterback? No, I, I, I disagree. You can be able to make the team better and still draft the quarterback. You don't have to draft the quarterback in the first round. You can draft the quarterback in the four, in fourth or fifth round. You don't necessarily need to go get yourself a number one draft pick. I don't think so. How does it not make sense? They need. Hold on, let me finish. They need offensive line help. Why would you waste a first round pick? On a quarterback, when you can get an offensive lineman, that is why your, you wasting why, any, why, any picks if, on a quarterback when you need you got other needs. But what, win now, but what I'm saying is that if you take a flyer on a kid in the fourth or fifth round, that's not terrible. You ha- you have to do that. You're burning the pick. Yeah, you're burning. You're burning so 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 it's it's so you think they should keep Zach Wilson? One more year. One more that's, year. that's stupid. I say and then, that's and dumb. Then, and, then, and look at Zach that's Wilson dumb. this week. Zach Wilson for everything that he isn't. Zach Wilson has been under pressure since the day he walked into the Jets. This was one of the first games. Like, he walked in saying, what's the worst they're going to do? Bench me again? That's confidence. Like, he was loose. He was confident. He was ready. He didn't care. And look at how we played. And that's that's the take right there. That's it. Like, this, like this, this, this. This is, you got, I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. Nah, you one hit. week you gotta hit it. is going to change no, your no. opinion of what we've seen no, no, for no. three years. It's three years. It's not, it's not about that. It's not about that. It's not about that. But it's exactly what he just said, right? This was the first game in Zach Wilson's entire career. That's a lie. He played. The, he no, played no, no, this no, against no, the Chiefs. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Played this against the Chiefs. No, no. Wait. Hold listen, on. Listen. This is the first game in his whole career where he had absolutely nothing to lose, right? The weight was lifted off of his chest. This is the the most. I, I don't know, probably the lightest he ever felt. Yeah. He, like, bro. He, he literally came out the closet. Here's my question to you guys. You guys have said that. What does it matter? Now, here's the point. Let, let me get my shit off. Mm-hmm. You know, my, yeah, you know, this is yeah, 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 go ahead. All right, cool. Thanks. Yo, you give him one more year, right? You don't extend him. You give him the year to play the role he was supposed to play this year. Mm-hmm. You yeah. get Aaron, ba- Aaron back next year. 
you build the offensive lineup. They're going for Devontae. It's a conversation. Everybody knows they're trying to make that move. It's the move they're trying to make. You do whatever you have to do because if they don't win next year and don't make the playoffs, this whole shit getting blown up. Yeah. Everybody, Zach's gone. Right. Aaron Rodgers is paid. We're in a hole for the next six years. So they're going to do what they got to do anyway. You let this shit just happen and, and keep it. Don't resign them. Don't make the same mistake uh, the Giants made. No, 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 no. But what they're going to have, even the Giants, like, all right, now what are they going to do? You have to get rid of Daniel Jones. You got to, yeah, you got to get rid of him. But then you're still going to go drive a quarterback. No, De- Tommy DeVito is their guy. Uh, no, no, he's not the guy. He's not. As much as I love Tommy Cutlets, he is. He's not the guy. He's, he's not guy. the guy. He's the guy, bro. He's the he's right now. Yeah. Fucking the man. kid. The kid has swagger. He has leadership, and he can play. That and he's doing it in New York. Listen, he ain't he, doing it nowhere else. He's an Italian he's, in Jersey. He he's did a what That's Zach it. Wilson he's was supposed backup. to do. He's a backup as a high pick. He is he's the backup. backup. He's a backup. That's he what is. His agent got more swag than him. <laughs> nah, Tommy DeVito, Tommy DeVito is a man. Y'all are bugging. To say that His Zach Wilson deserves to come no, back no, no. is nuts. You need to draft another quarterback. You don't have to draft one in the first round. You ain't got to draft one in the second or the third or the fourth. But you need to draft Yo, one. Sixth round, you get that guy. You it get, doesn't matter. Look, look what right. look what the Niners got Brock Purdy at. You can you still the draft a quarterback. That don't happen every But day. I'm telling you, bro, that, it happens they, if you have a good listen, scouting department. The last bro. time it happened was 20 years. Doesn't ago. matter. Listen, if you could get like, I don't know, if if Spencer Rattler falls to the sixth Five. round and you got you draft them. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. But. You're not wasting premium picks. I never said, but that's what I said. I never said waste a premium pick. If you have a fifth-round option and you've gotten everything that you have, that you need, offensive line help, maybe another running back because because Brees Hall is going to need a backup, right? Tight end. If you get all these things, you can still draft a quarterback. You need... You, they, they should be drafting a quarterback every year. That's the way it's supposed to go until you find your fit. You don't necessarily have to go premium, but Zach, principle. you have to you have to draft quarterbacks every year. You, have you don't to. have to draft a quarterback. Every year. My thing is, no, it's currency, don't. bro. But see here for the for the I Jets, currency for the Jets is like they don't drafting a quarterback every year is excessive. They have a system that's actually going to work for the quarterback, and they don't. It's a waste of pick. They can draft a guy or just get a guy who's off waivers and just pick him up, and that's it. Because at the end of the day, they don't build that position out. If this was a team like. I don't know. Let's say um, who, who, who's building good quarterbacks right now? Everybody. Everybody else, basically. Cincinnati Bengals, right? Bengals. Joe Burrow, Jake Browning. Boom. Give that up. System. Locked in. Ready to go. That's the type of situation that would have to happen. We don't get that. Hey, who's out there? Yeah, he's a little old. Bring him in. That's what that's what the, the New York just need. There's nothing else outside of that. Keep Zach for the 10-year-old. Whatever else you owe him here. Cool. You've already proved that you can win. Or you get you kick his ass to the curb, like, get like whatever what? get whatever you can get for him in regards to draft compensation, and then go get yourself another veteran backup. Then just in case Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, that, that's that. that's wasting a draft pick. What that to me is wasting a draft pick because you're going to trade Zach Wilson for a fifth round pick and then use that fifth round pick to draft a quarterback. What? No, <laughs> you don't have to draft the quarterback at that point if you if you're going with what he's well, saying. Well, based on what you what no, you're I'm going off of what he's saying. If that they can't develop quarterbacks, so don't draft one. 
so now get rid of Zach. So who's get rid of Zach and go get yourself a veteran quarterback. Get two veteran quarterbacks. What do you need a young quarterback for? If you're going all in with Aaron Rodgers, you don't need a young quarterback. You got Aaron Rodgers for two more years, man. You don't need him. Yeah. Go get go get yourself a what's my main name that that's on the Browns. Back up. Flacco. Nah. He's a starter right now. I know you're talking about Dorian. The new guy. Nah, PJ Walker, my man, Jacoby. black quarterback, Jacoby, Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Yeah, he's not in Cleveland, but where where is he at? Yeah. He's he, solid though. I ain't gonna hold you. Yeah, get him. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Get somebody like that behind Brissett's Aaron Rodgers. Man, yeah. You don't need a get another veteran because it, it, here's the thing, right? If Aaron Rodgers does go down again, and you invested all of this resources into improving the team next year. Zach Wilson is not going to help that team get to the playoffs. He's not good enough. You're right. He's That's my problem is that you're going to – hold on. You're going to have him on that team. This is year four now that you've seen this quarterback start, get benched, and get put back in. In New York, how many chances are you going to get to fail on the same team? I've never seen a quarterback get that many chances. At this point – You've seen what he is. Move on. I don't think let him go somewhere else. Bring in the veteran quarterback and let somebody else be that backup for Aaron Rodgers because you've already invested everything into a veteran team. You don't need him. You don't need him. And at that point, he's going to another team, and it's probably going to be the Patriots. All luck, and he's going to fucking. But that's fine for the next. Let him do that because because guess what? He went to BYU, small school. He was the big man on campus in a small school. He struggled against good teams at a small school. Mm-hmm. Let him go there. That's where he's comfortable. Some players are not good in New York. We know this. We know. We understand that there's a New York tax. Yeah. We understand there, that. Truth be told, I think his time in New York is over. Anyway. It's over. Like, I, I just. It's over. As like, much as we can talk about him going back, uh, him coming back to the Jets, I don't think he will. He doesn't. Like, he'll, he'll it's go over. Be the backup yeah, it's over. Arizona, if he was in, ca- if he was a backup to, to 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 Bryce Young in Carolina, great. Yeah, he can right. do that. It'll be something like that. Right? If he can go somewhere else, like he will be able to thrive in a small market where there's no cameras, there's no media in his face, where he can be able to just develop at his own pace. Yeah, he I, cannot develop here. Yeah, that I agree. With. He can't. Because you've seen the immaturity. He's not going to be able to do that here. So keeping him another year is just going to put the Jets in a bad spot again next year. That's all it is. You've seen what he's capable of doing. So you're thinking already next year Aaron Rodgers is going to get hurt? I'm saying you have yeah, to prepare. Man. You need to have insurance. You have it. to yeah. prepare. They, they if they this prepared year. this year, say Joe Flacco was the quarterback for the backup. They would have been fine. They, I'm not saying they would have made the playoffs, Depends but they would have been fine. better than what they were, than what we saw. And that was Joe Douglas's hubris because that's his guy. So I'm going to let Mike White go because that's my guy. When Mike White, everybody knew on planet Earth that Mike White was a better quarterback than Zach Wilson was from day one. From day one. Yeah. But you had nothing invested in Mike White. Of course not, because we all know that. When you draft them, that's your guy. But how many times are you going to get to fail? Because I'm not even looking at Zach Wilson anymore. Zach Wilson's not to blame. Your talent is your talent. My guns are pointed at Joe Douglas. You have done nothing with that offensive line in two and a half years. You've done nothing. 
absolutely nothing. You've drafted great on all other positions, right? Your defense is solid. You've gotten some skill positions. That offensive line is putrid. Yep. You it's brought in without, Aaron Rodgers. It's not, without, it's not without trying, though. I mean, you brought in, bro. He brought in Aaron Rodgers. They tried. They tried. They tried. I mean, Tucker. bro, they, they drafted Mackay Becton early. Mike, they I, you, I'm, you I don't traded. Disagree. You traded for Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, the man's forty years old. Mm -hmm. They had offensive line problems last year. Right. You didn't improve the line this year. They had offensive line problems going into camp, yeah. in camp, yeah. in preseason. And starting the season. And that's what got him hurt. The offensive line. You had options in regards to making a trade or some or even or even even get some depth. They didn't even have depth on their offensive line. Oh, it was it's, bad. It's not just serve to you on a silver platter. I mean, like that's the like like people I think get it's it. it's so easy to just like for the GM to get on the phone and be like, All right, hey, what do you want for this guy? Well, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, you gotta draft. Yeah, you gotta draft good offensive line. So that's what I'm saying. Instead of taking like everybody's talking about a quarterback, don't get no get an offensive lineman for your first couple of picks. Or you can use that first pick, trade back, get more assets, and you can be able to fill out your roster that way. But yeah. they have to address that. Now look, Vera Tucker went down. But Vera Tucker He's their good offensive yeah, line. Yeah, he went down, so that 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 mattered a lot. I think but, they got something in Joe Tipman too. I think Joe Tipman can play. We'll see. We'll see. He so he, he showed a little. He showed they, some flashes. They need. You're right. They need offensive line help in a big, big way. But like I said, I, I don't know that that's a problem that you could have fixed. You know, after the draft was over, I'm not sure that there was a problem. Yeah, that, that I, you could have fixed I, that I can give you that. But you two and a half like, years. But that's but Barry. That's my point. Is like. It's it wasn't without trying. Like Makai Becton's a, uh, it, they whiffed. Okay, right. Makai Becton's a miss. That's on him. Elijah Vera Tucker's a hit, but he's got, but he he got hurt this year. Right, right. Like that's that's what I'm saying. Is like I don't know that they didn't try to improve this offensive line, but they they've whiffed on guys. And it happens. And trying gets you fired. But you just said they every other position they're good. Right, that defense is stout. Yes, Garrett Wilson, Brees Hall. But They've trying gets you fired. We know this. I don't know. That's, <laughs> I, they in another, New York, they need it another, gets I'm not you a fired. Jet guy. I really am not. But they need, a, they need another. They need another wide receiver. They don't. They do. They do. They, they need a tight end. They do. They need a tight end. They need, they need another both. wide receiver. They need another I, wide receiver. I would it, with that same quarter they have. I take a tight end over a wide receiver. They're trying to. They need another wide receiver. The thing is. As of now, they entered the uh, 2024 season with only two picks in the first two days, and then they have a total of five picks. So They have two picks in the first two days of the draft? Yeah. That's bad. Wow. Which, 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 which that? means that Oof. they're going to have to use that first-round pick and trade back. They got to trade back in order to do it, or they got to got – something's getting blown up, and it might be some of the defense. Get Zach Wilson out of here. I think Carl Lawson um, is gone. A few other pieces from the defense are, are gone. You can you can thin out that defensive line a little bit, a for, little bit for draft yeah. capital, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it gives some guys that stepped up this year a bigger role. Yeah, like no one saw like the other 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 tight ends like Whitehead and everybody else is really going in like they did. Right. Um, and what's the name? Um, not Breach or oh, guys like Huff, Bryce Huff. Yeah. Bryce yeah. Huff is like solid, so yeah. he'll he get more dog. of a role. And a guy yeah. like that, you know, and they got the Williams brothers. Like you keep them, 
And at that point, you could, you know. We'll see. I well, I am going to watch the Jets closely in regards to what Joe Douglas does because if he whiffs again, everybody that he got, they're going to walk his ass out. They're going to walk Zach Wilson out, and they're going to walk Salah out. All three, all three of them on the same bus. <laughs> all three of them. So moving on. Moving on. I apologize about your Zach Wilson, you know. Take I do. Yeah, next time we should just back off. You're right. Not, You're right. He, he had a, he had a great week. He had a great Jesus week, Christ. but he'll come back down to earth this hey, week. <laughs> Moving on. You ever scrolled Instagram and saw, you know, they call them thirst traps. You know, be like, damn, son, shit, crazy. You know what I mean, like, you know, if you're a single man, you you tend to uh, be out there looking at the thirst traps and all this. And then let's just take a hypothetical. Hit up the thirst trap. You hit the, hit the DM, right? Meet the actual person. Link up and everything is cool. And man, you're like, you're excited because everything that you've seen, you're expecting this to be this fun ride, right? Ends up not being that because it was all smoke and mirrors. The Miami Dolphins or that IG model, they're that thirst trap. They have all of these nice pieces, HN and Tyreek Hill, Mr. 2000. You got all the, oh, Tua Tiger, he's so good in this system. Mike McDaniel is the next great mind in football. (laughs) Right? All of these things. But when you really peel back the curtain, they're not that great. They've had one offensive explosion this year on the on those poor Denver Broncos who righted the ship after that game, to be honest with you. They woke up. This defense was supposed to be this solid physical defense led by Jalen Ramsey when he came back. Hasn't been that, has it? So... What are they really? They started the season as this great offensive juggernaut, this powerhouse, and now they're just a team. They're smoke and mirrors, just like that thirst trap on Instagram. Where do they go from here? See, the thing is, for me, I think that Tua is a good quarterback. He's a system quarterback. Mike McDaniel has made him look better than what he is. Respect to him, right? That's what a coach is supposed to do. But sometimes when you have a system quarterback, there's a ceiling. You know who experienced that particular ceiling? Sean McVay and Jared Goff. That offense was really good with with, with 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 the Rams that year. Looked really good. Weapons were all over the place. You had Todd Gurley looking great. Got to that Super Bowl and everything changed. Why? Because when you play a great team, they know how to expose those weaknesses. And what we've seen is that that one game that the Bills exposed them, the wheels have come off the bus ever since. They've shown you flashes. Showing you that thirst trap of bringing people in. Man, that offense, Tyreek Hill, oh, he's gone. 
But then they have those stinkers where they can't score for a few quarters because physically they cannot compete with certain teams in the NFL. So, what are they? They're mid. Oh, we're going to get there. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're going to get there. So, what do you what do you think about what I just said, Mr. Guido? Um, I don't think you're off base. I mean, I think I think when playoff time comes around, I think people are going to be scared of the Dolphins. I really do. Because they're an easy regular season team to pick on. This is a team that doesn't cover well. This is a team that doesn't really get after the quarterback. They are a very offensive-minded team. They've yes. got tons of speed. Their offense is crazy innovative. So I, I agree with you. I think that Mike McDaniel's offense is probably making Tua look better than he actually is. But to be fair, I mean, we were talking about this off-camera, like, this AFC is a very weird jumble of teams at the top that don't really stick out. Like we were talking about it. Cowboys and 49ers, I think are head and shoulders above everybody else in the league Tier to one. this point. Right. And they're both sitting in the AFC NFC. Uh, in the NFC. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I don't know what you get to play off time. You don't want to play this offense. You don't want to be the team that holds the responsibility of containing all that speed. You just don't. So I, I'm, I don't know that you're off base, but I think that things can fall in their direction late. I think the, um, everything that you're saying in regards to the defense is correct, but just like you were saying, like, can you keep up with that offense? You have Tyree Kill at 1,500 yards, Waddle at 800 yards. They got 15 touchdowns between the two of them. You got Mostert, 900 yards right now, 1,000 yards all purpose already. Can you keep up with them? 12 touchdowns on the ground already. They're number one um, in yards per game. Number one or two in, in touchdown rate. Number one or two in the red zone. Like, they're top ten in every single offensive category. If you're not on your A game, you lost. Yeah. Can they do it in the cold? Exactly. Can they do it against a physical football team? Because I've seen them, I've seen them go the other way. So that's what I'm saying. When you talk about the good teams that are going to be in the playoffs, we're talking about physical teams. We're talking about Baltimore. We're talking about Cleveland. You're talking about maybe the Bills, right? Even the Chiefs. They have right Broncos. The Chiefs have a, a bad offense, but they're a physical defense, yeah. right? So. All of those teams that they have to use this great offense against, they're going to get beat up. Can they handle that? Because with a finesse offense, if you can't handle that physicality, that offense becomes null and void, especially in the playoffs. How easy is it for you to say that the, that the teams will be able to handle that? History. <laughs> History tells me that. We've seen great offenses over the years. And we've yeah. seen them all go by the wayside in the playoffs. Not Why? The... Because of physicality. Yeah. Because if you cannot match up physicality with another team that's willing to really go the extra mile and stop you, that's where the problem is. So you, you can let Tyreek Hill do his thing, but everybody else, now that's done. Think about a team like Baltimore. 
You think they're going to let Mostar run all over them? Come on now. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, after the break, Cam Newton. I have to give my man some grace. I do. After the break. He has changed the game. Whether you like it or not, he's changed it. He's impacted the game in some fashion or form. I, I'm going to find a ball missing for you to go to. <laughs> you go, you're going to turn that motherfucker out. <laughs> yeah, all the gals watching. <laughs> Grab him if you got him. If you got him. <laughs> all the gals watching. Minus, minus six. And I would like to formally welcome you to. Welcome. And welcome. And welcome. To the grid. To the grid. To the grid. To the grid. Welcome to the grid. And welcome, welcome to, to the, the grid. grid. Welcome to the grid. Cam Newton has been getting some flack last few days. He said some interesting comments about certain players, about certain things. Here's what I want to say. I'm not going to go where everybody else is going. We've had, we've had just people taking shots at him, criticizing him, saying, oh, you hated this. Or who are you? to? I'm not going there. What I'm more disappointed at is the buzzwords. See, I'm always a, I'm a person that likes to listen to certain things. It's like dog whistle, right? You hear certain words that kind of prop you up. Cam Newton was a veteran quarterback in this league, right? So former MVP, went to the Super Bowl. He's a national champion, right? Did it I had all of these accolades and these great things that he's achieved in his career. He knows better than anybody what game manager means in the actual football world. Game manager is a negative connotation towards a quarterback. This has been like that for 30 years. Game manager. That means that you can only do so much. You don't have the ability to take over a football game. Don't mess it up. Don't turn the football over. Just do your job. Make a couple of throws. Make some easy reads. And that's it. Trent Dilfer. Game manager. In 2000 with the Ravens. Didn't have to do much because that defense was what it was. Right? That's what a game manager is. So when you have Cam Newton say that Dak Prescott, Brock Purdy, you know, uh, what's my girl? What's my man name? I said girl. Jamie Lee Curtis, Tua, you know, Jared Goff. We're talking about Jared Goff. Um, They're game managers. Jared Goff, I can understand. Tua, I can even understand, right? The other two? Eh. And then when you use that word or that term, he, more than anyone, knows what that means. So, instead of him saying that, 
and then have to walk it back because the walk back was really sad to watch. It was more about him standing on his square and like, uh, no, you caused this. Because all you had to say was, here it is, Cam. This is what you should have said in your first time. I am not going to use game manager in a negative way. I know that what you guys will probably say if I say game manager, I am going to switch the actual definition of what that is. I particularly think a game manager is this. Because when you say that Tom Brady and Peyton Manning are game managers, what are you, stupid? That's the first thing that people are going to hear. The first thing they're going to hear is game manager Tom Brady. Instant hate reaction. Game manager Peyton Manning. What do you think was going to happen? That's like in basketball, you call somebody decent. <laughs> yeah, he's all right. He's decent. Decent means that you can play, but you can't really play. Roly. Right. You're a guy that just fits in. You're decent. So when you walked it back, you said Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were decent. He said that in the original thing. Okay. He said that in the original comment. Oh, God. That Tom Brady and Peyton Manning were game managers. Oh, stop. That's bad. Yeah. But what I'm saying is that he, like, like we said off camera, right? If you have an address that you know, you know your, your man's house. You go there all the time. Somebody's asking, yo, I'm trying to go to such and such's house. Can you direct me? Can't, I can't really direct you. I know how to get there. The person that's trying to get there... He's trying to listen to you get there. They don't know where you're going. He is supposed to be leading that conversation to tell you what he means. Everybody's not going to know what you mean. You, on the other hand, you played this game. You've heard game manager in your head your whole life. You know what that means. He didn't grow up being a game manager. He grew up being an athletic difference maker in his career. A game changer. He knows what game manager means. So this is why the walk back, to me, was weak. You screwed it up the first time. You are a media personnel. You should know exactly where you're trying to direct your audience. I knew what he was trying to say, but you're not saying it is going to get you messed up. So who got some? I think he was trying to really put it out there that the quarterbacks that he brought out aren't game managers. They're just not dynamic in the way that he was dynamic. Yes. Right. That's so, what he was trying to say and failed miserably. Failed miserably. It came off as hate. It came off as somebody who I don't necessarily think as good as Cam was for those couple of years that he was good is going to make it to the Hall of Fame. I think his... his Get a little closer. Of, I think his view of himself is a lot bigger than everybody else's view of him. Right. And I think he struggles with that. So I think when he sees um, um, Goff, he's getting praise over in Detroit for the turnaround that they're doing right. over there. Tua is getting praise over in Miami for what they're doing with that offense. Um, Brock Purdy, people are on the cusp of calling him the next Brady. Right. You know what I mean? And Dak, Dak is, in, is MVP, really, when you think about and it. Let's, right and let's think about it. Cam is only 34 years old. Mm -hmm. There you go. Why is he not in the league, though? Right. Because babies need 
couldn't be a game manager. Exactly. Exactly. And I didn't hear the walk back. Yeah, Tom Brady started his career as game managing, but Peyton Manning, I can't even say that about. And if you're going to say it about Peyton Manning, the one year that Peyton Manning was a game manager, they won the Super he Bowl. beat you in the Super Bowl. Right. Cam Newton is the last person you should be saying these things about anybody because this year and last year, you were still trying to get into the league and the league don't want you no more. What do you think a GM to coaches are going to think when they hear you talk like this on a podcast trying to sell subscriptions? Are you crazy? Now, I respect what you, the way you put it, because I, I hear what he was trying to say. Those guys, they're on their way. Brock Purdy's on his way. Dak Prescott's in his bag. Tua and Jamie Lee Curtis, I'm not going to fight for, <laughs> but I know what he's trying to say. <clears throat> You can't be the one to say it, bro. That's when you're begging to get back into. The that's game. all I'm saying. I, I I just think that you know he of all people, and that's what that's what made me very disappointed in the take is that you know what game manager means, bro. Don't 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 say that. See, don't say that. That's the part that because I agree with what everybody has just said. Yeah. Except you for a little bit, because I think he knew he was taking a shot. Like that's I genuinely think he knew that he was taking a shot. Yeah. Like I, I he knows what game manager means a hundred percent and he knows that but that's what he I'm wasn't considered like, But I don't think you disagree with me. I think you more agree with me that he's no, he's he's using he, he's trying to he used that term like what do you what do you say? Like ignorantly. Yeah, like yeah, like he right. tried to make it sound like, but and that's when he put Peyton Manning and Tom Brady's name in there to clean it up. Well, but he the, already the walk back was is yeah. what stuck with me, right? Because when he said, "Listen, man," when when everybody was saying that I was trying to insult people by saying game manager, that's not what I meant at all. I'm like, "Come that's on, exactly yeah, what that's mean. exactly what you, you mean. know what right? game manager like, means." From yeah. what you were saying, I thought you were saying that. The walk, like when he walked it back, that's what he actually meant. But that's not what he said at first. Right. That's what I got from what you just yeah. said. I disagree with that. I think he knew exactly what he was saying at okay. first. And then he walked it back afterward. That's what I think. But listen, I what you just said, Six, is exactly right. Right. Peyton Manning beat you in the Super Bowl when Peyton Manning was at his absolute worst. Couldn't throw five there's, yards. There's no way. I mean, listen. The, the reason Cam Newton isn't in the league anymore is because his completion percentage, I mean, I think it was over 60% twice in his whole career. Yeah. Like, in the league for the past 20 years. Like, Cam Newton can't throw. Right. He can't throw. So as, as much when as... When his legs went, he was done. So as much as you were an impact player, you couldn't throw the ball when it, when it, when it, was, when it was needed. Right. So what difference does it make? If you if you are this dynamic player, you can't throw the football. You're a quarterback. Your job is to throw the football and make passes accurately. Couldn't do it. He's used to being the man. He yeah. can't handle not being the yeah. man. Yeah. And That's what I think. Yeah. For so long, when your legs finally go, a la Aaron Rodgers, a la a couple other people, you're supposed to be able to depend on that arm. Right. But now you know the defenses. Camp could. been around a couple times. Now you know what's expected of you in training camp and how to lead. But then he went to the Patriots and did what? Whiffed. Yeah. So like I said. I knew he was throwing shots at them as soon as he called them these motherfuckers. 
Like, <laughs> like as soon as that's yeah. how he refers to him, it was clear shots. Yeah. He said, and to be honest, Dak Prescott. Like, when right. he said it exactly like that. Like, disgusted. You, you put, like, that little tone on it, that's that's taking a shot. Yeah. That's taking a shot. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I knew what he was saying. I'm telling you, like, I'm like, yo, bro, you you... You're using game manager. You know exactly what you mean, yeah. bro. Like you grew up hearing that term and looking at guys that are game managers like, uh, you knew what you were doing, man. So the walk back just made you look silly. Just made you look silly. Because at the end of the day, just stand on it. If that's what you really meant, then stand on it. Don't get mad because you're getting all this backlash now. This is media. You need to know how to speak properly. And he just didn't do that. So, moving on. Moving on. To my irrelevant news of the week. You got to be kidding me. I mean, how do you watch that? Uh, I mean, they stink. I was going to do lines, but I don't care about lines anymore. They're, <laughs> they're rubbish. We don't care about Jamie Lee Curtis and those lines. So, what do we have? What do we have here? Rat arrested for drinking 60 bottles of seized liquor at a police station. What? Yes. So, in a bizarre incident in Madhya Pradesh, India, a rodent has been arrested for allegedly emptying 60 bottles of illegal liquor stored at a police station. The police facing a quandary when preparing to present the seized liquor in court attribute the mysterious consumption to rats inhabiting the old building. So the rat ended up drinking all the liquor and they couldn't present this shit in court. That's nice. It's a very interesting story. Cool story, bro. I think that rat got set up. Right. Yeah, these rats out here are relentless, though. Like, Yo, that, that's not a New York rat, though. Not a Bronx rat. Yo. It's different. You ever seen the size of them shits? Yes. <laughs> yes, I have. They're like porcupines. Dude. Crazy. That's just like 12 pounds. They drink They drink more than, than liquor, bro. <laughs> they drink a lot. Which is fight. Yo, dude. They I, eat pigeons. I... <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that. I've seen. I've seen a, a like a video of, of a rat like pulling a pigeon. Like I wasn't joking. I'm serious. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm with you. I'm definitely with you. They got rat fighting rings in New York. You think? Yes. I'm yeah. Hundred percent. They got hundred percent. Of course. Hundred percent. Make them things get hundred percent. Next story we have Cash Doll shares how she plans to change the narrative of OnlyFans. Now. Text. I sent you a good one. You did. We're gonna read it. My issue with this is that why do you need to be that person to want to change things? Hmm? Just if you gonna get on it, you see all the money that people watch it, people make it. Just get on it. Don't try to be holier than thou on OnlyFans. Don't do that. What is she doing on OnlyFans? Who cares? Who cares? If you ain't doing that, who cares? That's all I'm saying. Well, to be fair to Cash Doll, 
OnlyFans originally wasn't. I agree. But it's now repurposed. <laughs> it is what it is. Too. All right? It's now repurposed. Okay? That's all I'm saying. You know what it is now. Get with the times. Get with the times. Okay? Don't try to be... Don't try to clean this up. This is not, this is not some way to clean up. No. Yeah. This is New York subways. We don't want it clean. <laughs> we don't want it clean. Okay? Facts. You know what I mean? Y'all are kinky as fuck. <laughs> we don't want Toronto subways. We don't need Canada subway. We don't need it clean like Japan. We don't need it like, you know, we need New York subways. Keep it like that. Filthy. Yes. <laughs> need the seats dirty. Okay? Food everywhere. Bums in the corner. That's what we want. The stench. Yes. That's what you need. Stench is something in Jamaica. <laughs> we need that. Don't change it. <laughs> right? That's New York. Could you imagine if the subways were clean here? Would, you wouldn't trust it. Would, you wouldn't trust it. Someone, something's going on. There's a rollout. There's yeah, trust. You can't trust that. I don't... Don't clean it up. Get out of here with this. Get out of here with this. Okay. So this is a good one. <laughs> Next one. Tommy DeVito's agent, was it Sean Stilato, is being inducted today into the National Italian American Sports Hall of Fame. <laughs> That's a real story. I thought it was a meme. Oh my God! Listen, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant news of the week, man. It's 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 fine. Wow. Yo, listen. When I seen him roll out, you couldn't. He's a cartoon character. Yeah, like, that's dude. crazy. But I ain't gonna lie to you. When I saw it, I said, yo, yeah. I'm a fan of Tommy DeVito. I ain't gonna lie to you, son. His legend is growing by the day. Bro, if you asked AI to generate you a guy, a, a sports they agent, couldn't do that. They oh, couldn't do that good. Oh, my God. They couldn't gosh. do that good. They couldn't. That's unbelievable. It's nuts. It's absolutely nuts. Love it. I Tom, expect nothing Tommy else Cousins, baby. Love it. So. I have one more for you guys, and then we're gonna move on. This one is very, very interesting. I don't know if you guys know this, but okay, <laughs> here it is. Did you know that forty ounce bottles are now twist offs? They've been, they've been. Bro, I I saw a picture of an OE. And a steel reserve had a Snapple, not even a Snapple, like a like a regular Shreps cup, a cap. Really, bro? Not good on steel reserve, dude. Nah. Steel reserve and OE, bro. That's wild. That really what are they? Nah. You gonna gentrify hood bear? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we doing? Yo, still. All right, yeah, I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna just say this. Yeah, I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna just say this. I'm gonna just say this. For people that don't know Steel Reserve, Steel Reserve is a crack crackhead beer. It is. Like, you gotta be a real wino to drink Steel Reserve because the proof on that is wicked. So the fact that y'all have <laughs> repurposed and gentrified Steel Reserve is dangerous business. They make a strawberry one too. That's crazy. How did you know that so fast? I was at um, it's crazy. I was I, I forgot where I was. Seven Eleven, something like that, buying some, and a lady next to me looking at beers. She's like, "Oh, they have a new steel reserve. Ooh, it's <laughs> strawberry. Got to be better than the other one." 
Yo, <laughs> I've oh, never seen worried. I've never seen anybody drink a steel reserve so that is like person. just a a normal person. Correct. <laughs> they are different. What's That's all I'm gonna say. Too? No, always a, they they range, they range, but steel reserve, like one type of client. With a twist off? Bro. Economic, bro. Gets the job done. <laughs> OD, bro. That's dangerous business. Gets the job done, man. That is not that that is not soda. <laughs> That's not soda, bro. Oh. So that is my irrelevant news. You gotta be kidding me. Week. I mean, how do you watch the that me they stink? I have my take on Draymond Green now. Um, what we're seeing with Draymond Green is twofold, right? I think there's something personally going on in his life. Maybe he's something's out of whack, one. But I also feel that you're starting to see a player that realizes that he's lost a step. You always see, I remember going back playing basketball in the park. There was always that old guy that played ball. Played ball, he's like 50. You know what I mean? He's still out there trying to bang with the young guys, right? Trying to play. And, but every time he plays with the young guys, he tends to foul a lot. Because when you've lost the step, you have to try to create ways to be able to get advantages, right? Where you take different angles, you just foul, you grab, you... Stop. Try to stop the play as, as best you can. I think we're starting to see that with Draymond Green. He knows that physically he can still be able to compete. Right, He's still a physical player. But all the other metrics with him are starting to decline. His foot speed is not there. His athleticism was never there to begin with. Right, His IQ is still very sharp. But when, you're, when your skills start to erode takes a toll on you as a as an athlete because you're seeing yourself in this other body this other shell and it's like yo i still have it here but the legs ain't working you know what i'm saying i can't get to the spot the way i need to get to anymore we're not playing as crisp a basketball that we used to play why is that can't seem to figure it out Draymond Green is in a career crisis. It happens to every athlete. It happens. Is that when you see your mortality and you see the end of the road, certain things start to happen and you start to try to combat that with denial. Draymond Green is in denial. He's still a good player, but you're really starting to see the erosion of his entire game in front of you. And it's, it's sad to see. So, thoughts? I don't know. I don't have any sympathy towards Draymond right now. Really I don't, but it's just more... I, I just... Yeah. That dude has been... You know, I've gotten into way too many fights with people that say, you know, oh, Draymond Green. No, he's just... He's passionate. He plays with passion. He's a hack. He's an absolute moron. He's a hothead. He is. Uh, bro, I, I'm I'm just like 
the dude legit punched Yusuf Nurkic in the face. <laughs> what I, I, what more do you need to see? It wasn't even a basketball move. Like, no, what basketball just, move would possess you to do that? He that was just, a move. He's the most flaily player I've ever seen in my life. Like, it's just unbelievable. It's gotten to the point where he even admitted it in the press conference. Oh, I was I, I was flailing my arms trying to trying to get trying to get attention to the reps. Because why? Your skills are eroding. Yeah. I don't know. It it's I agree with what you're saying partly, but I also think that like, you know, stepping on DeMontis Sabonis's chest is not trying to com- to gain a competitive advantage because you're getting older. Is it not? No, it's not. It's just being a dick. Yeah, like, he's trying like to thug people out on the court. Right. That, that's well, what if I you, think. if you step on somebody's chest, that he's not going to be that effective for the rest of the game. <laughs> well, I mean, it is a strategy. There's, there's a way to look at it. It is a strategy. That's all I'm saying. You looked at it in a way I wasn't because people are like, oh, is there something going on in his life? It's like, no, this dude has been, he's been doing this for years. Yeah. He's never gotten any real punishment outside of the suspension that ended up costing him a chip, which we thought would change the way he played. Right. But he's emboldened. He feels like he can do this. Uh, some of the fans kind of look to him for it. He's always been the Warriors enforcer. Why stop now? Yeah, I'm, I'm missing a step. But if I'm choking people out on the court and nothing's happening to me, it's like, you know, why not? Yeah. You think that team knows something we don't know about what's going to happen? Um, What, you talking about Golden State? Golden State. Like uh, the players. Possibly. But hey. Yeah, and, like like, and it could be because we got to talk about something going on because this is a thought I have because I think with that core players that they had, I think they're going to give them the courtesy of letting them know before everybody else knows that, you know, it's time to time to split this up, time to blow this up. And with the play that they've had, I mean, Steph is still Steph, but Clay isn't Clay. And from the top, Draymond – is Draymond's been like it's been extra this year, this whole year. Like it, like he's always been at a level, but he's stepped it up even past that because his skills are eroding. And and also too, final thing before we move on from this, it's it's very convenient that Steve Kerr and the Golden State Warriors want to stand on it now. You've you've emboldened this man for a decade to act this way. You think that he's going to be able to stop playing the only way that he knows how? And his skills are eroding on top of that? You shouldn't have re-signed him last year. Last year should have been his last year in Golden State. You gave him another four-year deal or five-year deal, whatever it was. What did you expect was going to happen? You saw, you showed it to you the last few years of what he is. Well, it is what it is. After the break... Dehumidifiers and space heaters. Yes. Welcome back, y'all. Why am I wearing this coat? If you know, you know. If you don't know, I'll tell you. Dehumidifiers and space heaters. The Clippers. Man, what did I tell you guys about the Clippers? Well, I said that they would struggle, but they would also find their way. What have we seen in Clipperland? They found their way. They are playing great basketball right now, and things are lovely in Clipperland. 
You got people saying, man, James Harden figured it out. He understands his role. Everybody's playing well. The defense is clicking. Yeah. I knew that this would happen. This is yep. basketball. Teams will figure it out. They're not going to struggle all year. They're not the San Antonio Spurs who beat the Lakers and snapped their 18-game winning streak tonight. But talk about that. <laughs> this is not the Detroit Pistons that stink. The Pistons. Right. Oof. This is a team that has talent. They have all-stars. They have future Hall of Famers. They have a damn good coach. They're going to figure it out. Here's where it's different, though. We're only talking about a few games into the season. What's going to happen towards the deadline? Are they going to keep this team together? Are they going to make some trades? Everybody's pretty much on one-year deals. So this is it. This is the last hurrah this is it. of these Clippers. And man, when I'm telling you that this is one of the greatest seasons I've ever watched, not because my Lakers look good, because they do, not because the Knicks are actually playing great basketball, not because the Nets are competitive. There's a lot of good basketball going on around the league. It's because this team reminds me of that movie that came out all those years ago. The Expendables. They are the Expendables. All of these old action stars on one movie set for one last hurrah. Go down with the ship because guess what? They don't have a draft pick for like the next five years. They're screwed. So if this doesn't work, where do they go? So the Expendables is what I'm calling these Clippers. It's a good name because I know where this is going to end up. I just know it. For Clipper fans, all five of you out there, you know it too. You understand that you're going to watch some good basketball over this regular season. James Harden is probably going to play 75 games or so. Russell Westbrook is going to be there and get his triple-doubles. Kawhi Leonard will play his 55 games. Paul George will look like Paul George because the young kids say that Paul George is my LeBron. He's my GOAT. He's so great. Yeah. You're going to watch all of that stuff happen. And then when the playoffs come, it'll be more of the same. James Harden will disappear. Russell Westbrook will keep trying and take bad shots. Paul George will be Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard will just be a guy because he's he's in that phase of his career that it just, he's not an impact player to me anymore. And it's because of all the injuries. It's because of everything that's happened. And what's going to end up happening is that they lose. They always lose, and they're going to blow it up, and it's going to be great. And what should have happened will happen. Kawhi Leonard's going to join the He's going to join the Lakers, right? He's going, to win. He's going to win a championship. Everything's going to be happy, you know? I never thought that this was going to work. Why would it? I never thought it was going to work. You have too many guys that need the ball in their hands. And none of them move without the ball. And none of them move without the ball. First of all, they're all getting older. They're all getting older, right? Who's the youngest out of that group? Is it Kawhi? I think, yeah, I think it might be Kawhi. Is it Kawhi? Because Paul George is older than Kawhi, I think. 
by year. Yeah. So they all need the ball in their hands. And when it gets late in the season, right? Because you know that they're not tearing this thing down. They're not trading anybody. They're not trying to recoup draft capital. They're not trying to do any of that. They're going to keep this whole thing together, and they're going to try and win a chip with it. They won't, but they're going to try. When it gets late in the year, that is when all the egos are going to flare. No, I'm going to be the guy. No, I'm going to be the guy. No, I'm going to be the guy. Late in game. And that's why, again, I think the least of their problems, and you're going to laugh, the least of their problems is Russell Westbrook. Oh, I agree. He's the least, because Russell Westbrook has, I think, ceded to the idea that I can come off the bench. Right. Right? I can get my minutes off. the. I can lead the second unit. I can lead the second unit. I can I can make my impact. I don't need to score 100 points. I'll Listen, I'll grab nine rebounds. I'll have 12 assists. I'll score 12 points. Like, I think Russell Westbrook has accepted that part of his career. I think he's the least of their issues. The height of their issues is who? Barry Grant Jr. James Harden. James Harden. James Harden is going to want the ball in his hands at all times late in the game. And nobody else on his team is going to want that. Right. And that's what you want come playoff time. You want James Harden to have the ball in his hand because he will continue to make bad decisions. And what's <laughs> and what's going to end up what's going to end up happening is what always happens. He's going yeah. to point the finger and blame everybody else for his problems. Yeah. That's what James Harden does. And I'm telling you, this this has been the greatest season of my life, Mike. Chris Paul is a Golden State Warrior. And for people that didn't watch my clip, go watch it. I said that when Black Cat Paul enters your building, things change. And they don't change for the better. Okay, all of a sudden, Klay Thompson forgot how to play basketball. Draymond Green has just lost his mind. Black Cat Paul! What was, what was your nickname for... Uh... For Paul George, not Waldo. What was the other one? It was Waldo George. No, you had another one, though. Was it like regular season P or something? Yeah, like that? regular season one? P. <laughs> yeah. That's what he is. Listen, anytime that you give yourself a nickname, it's bad. You don't, yeah. You're supposed to, somebody's supposed to give you a nickname. You don't give yourself a nickname. It's, it's horrible. <laughs> this, I'm telling you, man, this is the greatest season of my life. As a basketball fan, I couldn't be happier. I don't care if the Lakers don't win anything. This right now, I, I watch every Clippers game. All of them. I watch them all. I, I'm a big supporter. I'm trying to tell people that dehumidifiers and space heaters is a, is a segment of support. Okay, I'm supporting you guys because I like what I'm seeing. I like to see the hope and the pride and the... The talk about, you know, Clippers, like, oh, man, yo, we playing well, man. You know, we, we getting it together. I love when Clippers Nation comes together, man. They feel good because when you take it away from them, it feels that much better. When their dreams are crushed like a piece of paper, <laughs> it's great. That's what I like to see. As a Laker fan, that's what I'm waiting for. But until then, I will sit here and I will support you guys because I believe and the Clippers, if they continue to keep playing like this, they can move up the Western Conference chain. They can be a top four seed. They can be a top four seed. I, I, I think that they can, they can rival a team like Denver. 
They can rival a team like well, nobody cares about Minnesota. I don't think they're real. But um, you know, they no, will they be real. Yeah. They look pretty real. But it's, keep it, going. it's early. Keep going. It's early. You're right. Um yeah. I am in full support of these Clippers. But just remember that the space heaters and the dehumidifiers are waiting for you. This coat is waiting for you. Come June, you will be needing this. Although it's hot in California, you will be needing it in the basement. Moving on. Moving on. Um, What are we going to say about Giannis? I, I don't want to spend too much time on this because everybody knows what's going on. Giannis lost his mind with the game ball. And I understand his frustration. Look, he set a franchise record for points. But the kid already got the game ball because it was his first points as an NBA pro. He remembers what that was like all those years back. When Giannis was a lanky, looking like a a child on the court, right? Just tall. He looked like a Martian. Right. (laughs) He remembers. So it was like for him to react that way, being a two-time MVP, being a champion, I was shocked. Like even in the heat of the situation, there's no reason to behave like that. No. No. You got money. Just call the kid and say, hey, look, bro, like, you know, congratulations on your first points, man. You know, that that ball is really, really important to me. How much you want for it? And I'm sure the kid would have gave you a number and y'all would have y'all been fine. So I I really don't have much to say on this. Yeah, I, I like what. So I don't know if you saw this part, but I like what Mark Cuban said about it. Did you hear about that? No. Mark Cuban said, I would have let the kid, the kid was Oscar Sheeway. Yeah. Right. One of the best college rebounders I've ever seen. Yes. In Kentucky. That dude was a beast. Beast. He said, I would have given the ball to Oscar Sheeway and I would have given the box score, the stat sheet to Giannis. That's what he would have done. He's like the kid, like it's what you said pre-show, right? Listen, it's your first NBA points. That kid takes priority. That's it. Now, it's a little different if, like, let's say, like, if that was the ball that LeBron used to break the all-time scoring record. That's different. That's different. This is a Bucks franchise record for points in one game. Right. So you as a franchise, I mean? they need to find something else that they can be able to give him to commemorate right. that particular give, achievement. Right. Ha- give him the stat sheet. Let all of his teammates sign it. Let all the players on the Pacers right. sign it. Right. Or not, they might not even do that because it's, you know, yeah. like, oh, you dropped 64 on us and now right. you wanted, wanted to sign this shit. <laughs> that was a stupid thing to say. But have all your teammates sign it, frame it, do the whole, there you go. There's your there's your your thing. That's it. I agree with you 100%. Giannis is too experienced in this league. He's accomplished too much. To behave that way. To behave that way. That's, that's, that's a, a that's, really that's petty a, thing. That's a dream do. on reaction. It really is. That was really out of character. And that's the thing, too, is like Giannis is not the kind of guy to fly off the rails like that. Right. He's not. He's a relatively calm, cool, collected kind of guy. You know, you never really hear a bad thing about Giannis, right? He's a pretty mellow, like... He's a pretty likable star. And also, too, what has he been champion, championing since he's been there? 
I'm not. It's about team. It's about yeah, right. That's exactly this is it. not what you've that been preaching. It. What did he say when when the Bucks won the title? Well, when when he got interviewed after the title, what did he say? What was like the first thing he said? Yeah, uh, something that wasn't about him or he something. He pointed at Chris Middleton yeah. and said, "Chris, we did it." Yeah, we did it. Right. Not I did it. We did it. That's what I'm saying. Right. Like, that's how he is. And I respect Giannis. I really do. I, this might have just been something that he looks back on. Like, this is different from Draymond Green, right? The childish nature of Draymond Green. But Giannis is not like that usually. He might look back on this later in the season and just be like, you know what? I really just acted like a dick. Like, I should have just, you know, if I wanted the ball that badly, I would have just called the kid. It, there's, You got a way to get in, touch, get in touch with that kid. You know, that kid's playing for league men. You right. know what I mean? He's on a 10-day or whatever. Like, Try, trying to survive. Trying he's to spending get, half the season in the right, G League. Trying like, to get where you are. Like, right, exactly. Just give the and kid his moment. And he'll never be what you are. Because right. it's Oscar Sheway. He doesn't have the skill set that you have. Right. You know what I mean? This is gonna. This might be the highlight of this kid's entire career. Right. It's You didn't have to go that far. That's a little crazy. Yeah, because at the end of the day, that's what's going to be remembered for this kid's first NBA points yeah. is that Giannis acting like Giannis a maniac. Giannis came out to get him, yeah. You know what I mean? It's just it it it, it also just makes the NBA just look a little bad in everything that's going on, right? You got the Draymond situation. You got this wrapped up in there as well. It's like it's not a good look. It's not a good look of what you guys are doing. These are supposed to be your established players in the yeah, league. Right. You know, if these were kids that were doing this, you can understand. These are veteran players that are behaving like this. You got to be better. Yeah, I mean, I'm curious to be. I know you don't want to spend too much time on this, but I'm I'm curious about um your thoughts on this too, because like, what do a lot of people say about the NBA? It's a thug filled league. Yeah. Right. I mean, I understand that that's not a great, you know, that's not something that you necessarily need to care about all the time if you're a player, but. Like, don't you think, like, it sits in the back of your mind that, like, if you do something as silly as that, right? It's different if it's in the heat of competition, right? If it's in the heat of competition, you foul somebody hard or something like that. That's one thing. But going to chase somebody down over a game ball through the tunnel and everything like that. Like, do you think that there's at least some people in or around the league that are thinking in their head, like, well, it doesn't, you know, that's not really doing great to help that cause that kind of feeds into the whole monitor right like what do you what do you think about that 100 i mean like there's people out there that want to see the nba fail because of the stars that are that are headlining the nba mm -hmm. right just because of their color or who they are or how expressive they are they don't like that mm -hmm. so any instance that makes them feel right about their decision about how they feel about somebody seeing certain things like that, seeing Draymond behave that way, seeing Giannis run down the tunnel. Oh, that that's that's why we don't want to put any money into it. That's right. right. That's why we don't want to do that. Look, it, of course. Right. You're just giving... Yeah, you're giving to ammunition to the people that want to see you fail. Right, exactly. So for guys like Giannis, you need you think... Le, listen, I always use LeBron as a, as a, as a checkpoint or, or an example. LeBron would never act like that. Well, think about it this way too. LeBron, when LeBron won the in-season tournament, yeah, right. He was at Malika Andrews asked him, you know, why did you take this so seriously? He's like, well, 
listen, I got guys on this team whose paycheck aren't as big as mine. Exactly. You know so I, I mean? need to give them some money. Right, exactly. He's talking about the Alex Fudges. He's talking right. about Colin Castleton. He's right. talking about Jalen Uchifino. Like he's like all those young rookie kids that are pe- playing for eight hundred thousand right. dollars. You know, LeBron's making what this year? Forty-seven million or some crap right. like that. Like he's like, listen, I got guys on this team that don't make nearly as much money as I do. So it's on me to make sure that they get paid. The bigger picture, right? That's Giannis exactly. didn't see the bigger picture that I'm going to have plenty of other times to be able to move up the rankings in Bucks lore. I'm the greatest Buck of all time. Let this kid yeah. have his moment. Yeah. This is not about me. This is about us trying to get to the, the, the bigger goal. We want to win an NBA championship this year. Yeah. It bothered me that even in the press conference after the game, too. Yeah. Somebody asked him, so Giannis, do you have the game ball now? And he's like, well, they gave me a ball, but I'm not sure it's the game ball. Listen, I played the I, – listen, I know what the game ball feels like. That don't feel like it's it. I'm like, it even just, when you cooled off, just you're doesn't still – like, like, yeah, that's just a lack of self-awareness, yep, I think. just doesn't get it. Just doesn't get it. And that's, that's, that's the thing. You know, like you said, I think he's going to look back at it and be, you know, kind of remorseful about yeah. his actions. But at the same time, why does it have to even get there? You yeah. need to be, you need to be professional at all times. You know, this could have been something that you talked about in the back. Hey, listen, like, what's going on? What's the situation? Am I going to get the game ball? Oh, the kid. Okay, cool. Is there a situation that we can work it out? You don't act like that. Yeah, that's that's bush league. It is. That's rec ball nonsense that you see at rec ball tournaments. Where guys get upset and start to do stu- stupid stuff. Yeah, and this is the pr- one of the premier guys in your league. Yeah, right. So, you know, that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, moving on, moving on. Um, real quick, should the Lakers hang their <laughs> in-season tournament banner, or should they not? I've been back and forth with this thing, and here's my angle. I don't necessarily believe it's up to the Lakers. To hang that banner, I believe Adam Silver in the NBA office because they're trying to push this thing as something really, really serious and really, really legit. They're going to, no matter who won, they were going to force that team to hang that banner because it now makes everybody realize, okay, that this is legit. This is really serious, and they're taking this thing seriously, and they're going to be going forward with this thing seriously for however long it lasts, if not forever. Yeah. That's my take. That's I, I think take. that it was it was forced. Yeah. No, I think that's a great take. If I wasn't thinking about about it that way, that's a great take. Yeah. Because you're 100% right. The, the NBA is hardcore trying to push the in-season tournament. Um, and look, in all fairness, I thought it was a stupid idea. I really did. But apparently the it, it worked ratings, out great, right? Yeah, it worked. It. I mean, I thought the court colors were a little dumb. Yeah, but it looked um, like two K creation. It was bad. It, yeah, it was. It kind of looked ridiculous. Yeah, I also look, didn't think that that shit looks obnoxious. Bro. <laughs> it really did. Right. And like I'm not. I don't consider myself like an avid basketball watcher. Like, yeah. I love playoff basketball and shit like that. Yeah. But when it's hard to just track what the hell's going right. on because of just the the way the floors just. Put together, trash. It hurt my eyes. Yeah, yeah it's really, a lot. I agree. It actually gave, gave me migraines. Like at, at that point, it was hard to watch. Yeah, at that point, make the Space Jam 
setup. Facts. Make yeah. it black around everything else. Black. Take off the lights. Neon lights. Make it like Tron. All listen. Damn, all they had to do. Right. All they had to do was simplify it. Right. Put the trophy in the middle of the court, with just a regular light court. Right. Regular color, and put in season tournament on each side, and that's it. You don't need this ugly stripe in the middle of the court. You don't need a red court. You, like, just yeah. make it simple. Yeah, I listen. I, that's they, and I they will fix on. it too. I, I think they will too. I, I think they're going to get some negative feedback on the court yeah. the color and everything like that. Um, and uh, you know, I'm I'm a full fan of you know simplify it as much as you can. Right. But if you can't simplify it, then go full gimmick. Facts. Right. Go full get. Make it like you know every basket is worth. 10 right so, like and i'm just throwing yeah, yeah, yeah you know shit out there but regardless anyway back to what you were saying before i think that's a that's a really good way of thinking about it they were really trying to push the in-season tournament um and it worked i think it did gain a lot of traction it gave i think it gave teams that we didn't think were contenders a chance to like compete for something semi-serious. Right. Like, I don't think anybody thinks that the Indiana Pacers are a title contender. No. Like, they're solid. They're a good team, but... They're not... Yeah. They're not winning a championship. Correct. They're whatever. They're 13-9 and nine or something. Right. Like, they're okay. But in the in-season tournament, they dominated. Like, yeah, they, they did. they crushed teams. Halliburton and was working, people. Tyrese Halliburton's a stud, but... You know, and they got some good young talent over there. But that's a, you know... I don't disagree with you at all. It very well could have been that the NBA said, hey, Lakers, here's your banner. Yeah. Look at what you're putting up in the Staples tonight. Yep. It didn't matter who was going to win it, but it made it made it look even better that still the face of your friend, the face of the NBA is winning your first ever inaugural in-season tournament, and he doesn't have a problem with it because he's been talking glowingly about it. Oh, yeah. You guys need to hang this banner. Go and, ahead. And who won the first annual, uh, the first in-season tournament? Uh, that'd be LeBron James. The, fir- the first one. Yeah, the that'd, first be, one, right? that'd be LeBron. Nobody can ever take that away from him. Yeah, but you know, you know, they say, oh, just, just like the bubble, a bubble championship, uh, Mickey, Mickey Mouse. Cha-. Well, then guess what? LeBron is the king of bubble championships. He's won two. That's all I'm saying. Here's the thing, too, that I think with this, like, it's in-tournament season that I'm, I'm picking up is that a team like the Pacers may not take you you know, to win it in June. So maybe coaches eventually now start changing the scheme and how they coach it to block out for this in-season tournament. Maybe. I mean, for, for, for players that are, you know, for teams that are that don't have, that don't have playoff hopes or title hopes, maybe they, they do put their focus on that. So I mean, it's not a, it's not a bad take. Um, the, the, the interesting part of that is that they're contemplating the winner of the tournament gets an automatic playoff spot. That's a little dicey. That's that's, that's a little dicey. That's dumb. Yeah, yeah that's it, a little dicey. You know, so. the Detroit Pistons by some. Could you imagine? Goal. Yeah, and then they get get, get in with, with a two and eighty record. Yeah. Oh my gosh. See, I yeah. don't know. I so let me just bring one more thing up before before because I'm sure you want to move on, but I'm curious because you know i've 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 kind of had a lot of epiphanies lately about the motivations of athletes Mm. right um and i think the part that bugs me about the in-season tournament 
is that the real motivating factor is that you have to give each player a little bit extra money. There's no pride in the sport for that. Am I wrong? Like, am I? Now, listen, it's great for young guys, but young guys aren't playing in this tournament. You know? I think I think we're in the age of liability and money are so it's so much now, right? These guys are making so much money that the only thing that we ever consume ourselves with with athletes is how much money they actually make. So if that's all we talk about, that's all that matters. To them, that's the only thing that's going to drive them to be motivated is money. Because, hey, if I can be able to make more money than this guy, okay, that's motivation. It's kind of like when you're in the park and you're playing a guy or you're playing a team and things get real. Okay, cool. It's getting real now. Let's put money on the line. It went from a friendly game to now the stakes get risen because money's on the line. Money's always going to be a motivating factor, no matter what it is. So I, I hear you. The you know the 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 spirit of competition is always great, but so is money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so the is thing. Money. Yeah. Go ahead, real quick. Just wanted to tap this in. I mean, granted, you don't record on a Friday night. Uh, the Knicks just beat the Phoenix Suns. Yeah, they're not good. One thirty nine, one twenty two, and Brunson had fifty. Wow, Brunson's amazing. Jalen Brunson is God a blessing. Nine rebounds. Is that guy a fit in New York or what? Oh, he is. Listen, his father was here prepping for New York his whole life. God whole life. God bless him. After the break, baseball talk. Let's go, baby. Welcome back, y'all. It happened. Shohei Otani signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers. It was one of those, like, worst-kept secrets for, like, the last year. <laughs> yep. He was always going there. He wasn't going anywhere else. There's rumors that said that he pitched the, the this contract, the 10 years, $700 million to the Giants, to the, um, who else was it? It was the Angels. Um, to the uh, Blue Jays yep. and the Dodgers, right? Yeah, I think those were the four. All of the teams accepted his request, except one. Toronto? No. No, it wasn't. Oh, it was the Angels. It was the Angels. It was the Angels, that's right. The Angels said, fuck no, we're not giving you that money. And it's, it's very interesting, too, that the Angels, it just makes them look worse, I guess. That they didn't trade the guy and get assets for him. Yeah. If you didn't actually want to be in the sweepstakes. Everybody knew that Otani was going to get record-breaking numbers in regards to his contract. Yeah. Like, you weren't going to get a hometown discount signing Otani. You weren't going to get him for 350 You weren't going to get him for 427 one million more than what, than what Trout signed for. You weren't going to get that. Yeah. You were going to get a big-time contract, and the Dodgers left no doubt. That's what ended up happening. $700 million is a lot of money, right? Oh, uh, yeah. 
But they left no doubt because they wanted the player. And they said, yeah. It could have been $900 million. They still would have did it. Because they're looking at the bigger picture. The part that shocked me was the deferred money. Now, I'm not, I'm not on what everybody else is saying. You got some people out there that, oh, this is not fair. Deferred payments have been a part of baseball since CBA collective bargaining agreement has began in, what, 94? Whatever it was. It's always been a thing. People used to make fun of the Mets. Oh, Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah. yeah. There's no. nothing wrong with that. If a team can be able to manage that, if they're willing to defer those payments, then what difference does it make? What business is it to you as a fan that they can do this? Every team in Major League Baseball can do this. Yeah, I don't know that it's gonna make. Like, here's the thing, and it, and it's a, it's an outlier. This is not the norm. Yeah, it's not gonna happen all the time. I I think that, like, the the cap number or the the luxury tax number, it's like forty seven million. It right, it's still big. I mean, he's only getting two million in AAV. It's literally the biggest cap number in the in the sport. Yeah. So yeah. think the about Dodgers it. Dodgers reckless spending. Or potential rec, uh, reckless spending th- this offseason is not because of Otani. Of Otani, they right. were going to do it anyway. Correct. They were going to do it anyway. They they had dropped their payroll significantly in the last few seasons, preparing for this day. Right. Yeah. They're preparing for it. Yep. We knew that them not spending it on anybody last offseason was okay. We see what's going on here. They prepared for this. They prepared for it. They made sure they set up their books to be able to have this big offer come in. Yep. And Otani wanted to be a Dodger from day one. Me and Mike had a conversation this week where we were talking about why. Why would he choose the Dodgers? And it was a consensus opinion that yep. me and him had. Yeah. He chose the lesser of the two evils, right? You can be able to have the glitz and the glamour and the popularity, but without that heightened pressure. New York comes with a different type of pressure. And I, don't, I just don't think that Otani wanted to deal with that. I don't think he's, I don't think he's built for that type of pressure. Yep. I think if Otani would have been on the market for the Mets or the Yankees and one team would have signed him, I think fans would have been very, very, very upset very quickly in that contract to know that this is not the guy that we signed because certain lights are too bright for certain people. And shouts to him for realizing that about himself. Like, that's one thing that I can give him credit for. Don't take the money because it's just there. You knew that "Mm, New York is not for me. Yeah. You and I described it as this is very Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. Yes. It's very Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. Make make sure, keep it on the wraps. Don't say anything. If if there's any leak, then I'm out. I'm holding it against you. Right. Yeah. which turned it out, honestly, turned out not to be true because right. Dave Roberts spilled the beans. Yeah, and he still Network, signed there. And he still signed there. I, listen, I, I think he was, he was going to the Dodgers no matter what. Regardless, I, I think he was just going there. And and most people now are kind of understanding that, you know, Otani wanted to be here for, you know, 
a while. Like he right. was, he's been talking about it since. Yeah, there was some league. tampering that probably went on because he probably. wanted to be a Dodger. Yeah. Quite Major a while. League Baseball might look into it mm-hmm. a little bit later on. Plus, you got to keep in mind too. I mean, this is a very unprecedented contract. They might look into it anyway, right? Just to say, like, listen, how did you get Shohei Otani to defer six hundred eighty million dollars out right. of seven hundred million? Like that's crazy. Um, but I think eventually, like. You know, you you said the Mets have Bobby Bonilla Day at City Field. They're gonna have, the Dodgers are gonna have Shohei Otani. It's gonna be thir- it's gonna be thirty million dollars. I know it's <laughs> nuts. It's it is really gonna be something crazy. But listen, it, good for them. I look if they were able to get that deal done the way that they did, and it allows them to spend a little bit more money because listen, a forty six million dollar ta- tax hit is not seventy. No, you know what I mean. But I was telling you this pre-show, though. The Dodgers have spent, because on top of the Otani deal and the extension that they gave to Tyler Glass now, they have spent $835 million this offseason in total dollars. If they go and sign, and we're going to talk about them later, but if they go ahead and sign Yoshinobu Yamamoto, they're going to eclipse a billion are and they the, sure they want to do that? Are they sure they want to do that? I'll touch on that. We'll touch on yeah. that a little bit later. But, like, this is this is a very interesting contract. It is. Very, it is. very interesting contract. It It, it is. Like, like I said, the deferred part of it kind of shocked me. The the yep. the amount that he got didn't. I, got, I, I was like, I didn't eh. think he'd get seven. I I always said that he would get anywhere between five fifty and six. Yeah, that's what I thought too. You I know thought, what I mean? I thought he could hit six. Right. I didn't think he was gonna hit seven. It's that's a ton of money. It's it's amazing, man. But listen, shouts to him. Uh, shouts to the Dodgers for being shrewd operators and getting this done. Um, beauty about baseball, though, is that one guy doesn't make you a kingmaker. It doesn't. It you doesn't. Know? They might not be the best team in the National League yet. They're not. So, we'll see. I mean, the Phillies are still pretty good. So Uh, are the Braves. So are the Braves. Moving on. Moving on. To the most sought-after free agent, and we're talking about Shohei as well. His market is way higher than Shohei was. Shohei was only a little bit of teams. This guy has a lot of bit of teams. (laughs) We're talking about Yoshinobu Yamamoto. The phenom out of Japan that we have never seen. He he's literally the five ten version of Jacob Degrom. This I watched his highlights. I've been watching it over the past like two months anyway. Yeah, this kid is lights out. He's unbelievable. He's lights out. His fastball, his fastball alone has so much movement on it that at the at the major league level. He's going to get a lot of swings and misses. Yeah, and he has a de- he has a deceptive delivery as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's um, it's impressive, and he wants the big stage. So he's done the 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 gamut with everybody, the Phillies. He's every big market team. He's pretty much met with. So we all understand that there's. Three teams that are literally in a dogfight form. We yeah. got the Dodgers, we got the Yankees, and then we got the Mets. And I think it's literally in that order. Um, 
if I had to pick and why I would pick, I would pick the Dodgers. And the reason why is because Shohei Otani is there. Yeah. And the market for the Japanese market is already there. The big stage is there, right? So all signs point to um, him being a Dodgers as well as he grew up a Dodgers fan. All of are those. Are you sure he grew up a Dodgers fan? I mean, that's what the rumors are saying. So, you that's know. That's what the rumors are. He seems to wear a lot of Yankee hats for a Dodgers I mean, Yankee hats are cool, though. You know, that's just, that's just what it hey, is. Don't I know it? That's what Juan it is. Soto looks good in his new Yankee hat, don't yeah, he? Yeah, whatever. But <laughs> your thoughts as a Yankee fan, um, make your pitch. Yeah. Well, look, here's the thing. I think, I think. As of today, I think the Yankees are a slight favorite over the Dodgers. Tell me slight. more. The reason being is because I don't know that there is a team in baseball that has scouted him or expressed their interest more in him than the Yankees have. The Yankees had a representative at every single one of his starts last season in Japan. You guys have stalked him quite a bit. We have. Brian Cashman has been to Japan several times. He was in attendance for his no-hitter. He's spoken with him on several occasions. Like, that's the thing, too, is, like, the meeting that he had with the Yankees this past week was not the only time he's spoken with the Yankees. Right. He's spoken with the front office guys with the Yankees on several occasions in Japan. Yeah. Like that nobody has pitched the idea of coming here to Yamamoto more than the Yankees have. So I think that there's an edge there. And there's clearly I think what we've said what you what you said as well. He likes the big stage. Yes. He appreciates baseball history. He likes the lore of the, you know, of the history of the big franchises, right? And this is nothing against the Dodgers, but the Yankees definitely have a more prestigious and extensive history than the Dodgers. Both do. are pretty pretty historical franchises. They absolutely yes. are, and they're both in massive markets. They're yeah. both in one and two in the in the country. Right. Um, but it's kind of like how you know we talk about you know a lot of players want to go to the Knicks, right? One of those reasons is because. There's just a different feeling of playing basketball at Madison Square Garden. Absolutely. There's a different different feeling, uh, you know, when you're playing baseball at Yankee Stadium. Like, it's Yankee Stadium. It's where, I mean, countless numbers of World Series have been won. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a historic place to play. And plus, you have to keep this in mind, too, is that if he were to go to New York, his big stage that he likes so much apparently is not going to be overshadowed by the more important Japanese player. Right? Yamamoto's going to make half of what Otani makes. Correct. He's going to be half as important as Otani is. When Otani comes back to pitch, Otani's going to be the ace of that staff, not him. Right? When Yamamoto goes to New York and he goes, you know, he goes to play for the Yankees, he is Hideki Matsui. He is Masahiro Tanaka. He is the prized Japanese player, and he will own 
the East Coast for the Japanese market. He'll own it. So that's my pitch. I think he's, I think it's a slight favorite for the Yankees over the Dodgers. The Dodgers made a hell of a pitch to him, right? I think everybody might be overreacting a little bit, but even still, it's still a hell of a pitch when they had Shohei and Freeman and Mookie Betts all in the room and everything like that. I think that's all very cool. But, uh, and I think the Mets are third. I think the Mets, um, right now, at least, listen, this is from my understanding, and and a a source told me this, and I don't want to reveal it, but um, the source told me that if the numbers are the same or around the same, that Yamamoto prefers the Yankees. Absolutely. I agree with that. The team that the only way that he would choose the Mets is the outrageous offer. Is the outrageous offer. And I'm not sure it'll be there. Like, that's it. Like, and I actually think, and I meant to say this before, I think the Dodgers are likely to be the low bidder out of the three because of because of what they've already because invested. of the money they've spent already right do they really want to eclipse that much but like do they want to hit one point because even if they sign yamamoto they're not done are they going to spend 1.3 billion dollars in total dollars this offseason yes yeah, that's, that's a ton of money i mean <sighs> it's a ton of money claw it is but, <laughs> like, but 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 they do it. They would. They would do it in a heartbeat. Desperation. They they, they want to win. And here's my thing. That was a great pitch, and that just leads me into why I'm going to be disappointed. <laughs> why I am going to be disappointed. I love my Mets. Everybody knows that I bleed. Mm orange and blue i bleed the mets there's no other team that affects my mood more than the new york mets i am with you 100 and the reason that i am so upset is because i know that we ain't got no damn shot god bless david stearns right i like him but this bargain bizarre cheap shit that he's been doing for the last few weeks i'm sick of it where's the splash Where's the big splash? Their I'm big, tired of it. I think their big splash was going to be Yamamoto. Yeah, but they can't compete. Listen, it, here's my thing. Here is my plea to Mr. Cohen. If you're going to go after a generational talent, and Yoshinobu Yamamoto is a generational talent, this is not the time to penny pinch. It's not. If this is going to be your prize free agent, you need to bid accordingly for him because you're never going to see a player of his caliber hit the open market at his age ever again or not in some in some time. The only other person is going to be Juan Soto next year. And you know what that price tag is going to be. You're going to compete. You're going to have to compete with the with the Yankees next season too. Yeah, I think the likelihood too is probably he resigns. Too. Right. I don't think the because he's been there a year, so they're going to have the advantage. So my thing is this. If you're going to be in the Yamamoto sweepstakes, you need to be the outrageous offer. You need to be the guy to say, here's 450. Take it and go. Oh, I don't know. No, you have oh. to. You have to. You have to. You have to be. That's a lot of money for a guy who's never pitched. I understand it. But if everybody else wants him, 
There's a reason why they want him. That's true. I get it. Right? This is not something. is a ton of money. This is not so, this is not a situation where you're bidding against yourself. You're bidding against every other team that wants him. Right. So, so my thing is stop being cheap. I'm done with it. This whole David Stearns thing, I'm done. Justin Turner, hey, bring him in. I, I need somebody else. I need a, a, a Rosa Reina. I need some, bring me some players. A Rosa Reina would be a good fit. Bring me some players. I, this bargain good. bazaar, I don't like it. We've signed 10 players. They, have, they haven't even eclipsed $30 million signing 10 guys. It's rubbish. Hey, listen, look, here's the thing. I'm sick of it. This we is... got a pitcher from the Yankees, Severino. I want. I don't want him. I, I want Yamamoto. That's what I want. Damn Severino. Hey, listen, I'm going to feel the same way if the Yankees whiff on Yamamoto, too. I really am. But I think, truthfully, what the Mets are doing right now is smart. No, it's not. It is. What the Mets are doing now is smart. Keep this in mind, okay? I told this to you long ago, and I said... You said he's coming to the Mets because the Mets are going to pay him more than anybody else. Damn is. right. And I said, I don't think they are because the Mets now are a little bit different, right? The I don't Mets like will it. spend recklessly. They, they will spend recklessly, but they will spend recklessly within the threshold of what players deserve. That don't make right? sense. It does make sense. No. Think about this. Okay. There needs to be a line for every player, right? There needs to be a line. Yamamoto has never thrown a pitch in the big leagues, regardless of how great he is. And I, listen, I just made my pitch to him. If the Yankees came out tomorrow and signed him for $350 million, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be ecstatic about it. However, if the Mets were to go that high above the threshold to sign him, it would be dumb. It would be dumb because what will it do? And you know this. It handcuffs them. They can't do anything else on top of that. Right? Let me be handcuffed to the bed then. Let me be handcuffed to the bed then. Let me do that. <laughs> All right? I want to be that guy. Handcuff me to the bed because at the end of the day, Yankees got Juan Soto. The Shohei is on the Dodgers. Bryce Harper is a Philly. All of these great players are in certain situations. We who we got? The Braves are signing everybody for cheap. Right, <laughs> dirt cheap. We got we got Lindo. I love him. Right, but come on now, he needs help. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Like th th we didn't bring David Stearns in here to be the cheap guy. Spend. All right, this is not Milwaukee. All those moves that you made, it'd be good in Milwaukee. Great. Here's the thing. I don't want him here. Trice Thompson, I don't care about him. <laughs> I don't care about him. This is rubbish. <laughs> when I seen that, when I, I seen the highlight or the or the, the breaking news, I like, who the hell is this? What are we doing? You a Met fan, Claw? Yeah. He's a huge Met fan. We're all Met fans here except you. Yeah, that's a shame. It really is. I'm the I am the guy that that blows the horn on this on this on this podcast in frustration. Watch, watch the Mets get Yamamoto and then see what he does. But you know, I'm a jinx. <laughs> oh, you got to see it though, because when CM Punk came back, he was crawled on the floor, crying. <laughs> crying. I was no, I was crying. 
We had to pick him up. Grown man crying on the, on the floor. Everybody, right? Everybody. I'd be the same thing. When LeBron James signed with the Lakers in 2018, I I was on, I was my, my knee was all up in, in a sling. I crawled upstairs on my hands and knees, screamed to the top of my lungs, bro, this hair, this Laker. <laughs> It'll be the same thing. I'm sick of it. All right, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all this, these Dodger fans happy. Yankee fans are, hey, oh, we back now. What, what about us? Huh? Who do we sign over the last two years? Scherzer, he's not going to pitch until late in 24. Freaking Verland is back on the same team he won a World Series with, and we still got to pay them money. What are we doing? You sound like Sal Licata right now. Gotta, I'm sick of it. You got to pay Pete, too. And you got to pay Pete. And they don't even want to pay him. They don't want to pay Pete. They'll, they'll pay Pete. I think they're paying Pete. They'll pay him six dollars. <laughs> what are we doing? Buy him a pizza. Trice Thompson. What? What? It's like that clip. It reminded me of that clip. He ordered Shake Shack straight to the dugout. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the onions on the lips. It's crazy. I I don't like what I'm seeing right now. It could change. Next week could be a completely different situation. I come here next Friday and and I'm. On cloud nine, right? Oh, but I could also go deeper into depression and be even worse than I am right now. I'm sick of it. So if they're big, I know you say you don't want him, but if they're no, big I don't size, even say it. Don't even say it. They get Blake. Snell. No, I don't want him. You don't want Blake. Snell? I don't want him. We will boo his ass out of New York. What about, what about somebody like Jordan Montgomery? No. You want Yamamoto? Yes. Okay. I want Yamamoto. I want Imanaga, and that's it. Oh, you want Imanaga too? Both of them. Hey, look, I'm just happy that Japan's producing this Dominic, Dominican grade talent right. baseball players. Yeah, dude. It's we get we get we get an influx of great of great players. Japan's yeah. great because Jong Ho Lee he got 119 million dollars from the Dodgers uh, from, the, from the Giants. He's Korean. Yeah, yeah, Korean. Excuse me. He's Korean, but he's yeah. he's a stud too. Listen, I was telling this so a cheap plug, eight o'clock spot every Tuesday night on the grid. Please say that. Um, but our buddy. Dalton Brown, yes, you know, huge we, Dodgers fan, huge Dodger, Dodger fan. He, him and I were talking about this, and I was making the point to him, and I was saying, you know, listen, I said the same thing about Masataka Yoshida last year, right? When he got posted, he signed with the Red Sox, um, and he hit his batting average in Japan that year was something ridiculous. It was like three eighty or something, like three seventy, three eighty. And I'm like, okay, when you get guys that are that dominant in the NPB. We all know that Major League Baseball is different. We all know that Major League Baseball is more competitive. We all know it's it's a superior league, right? But let's say at its worst, at its worst, the difference in what you can do as a hitter is a hundred bat a hundred points, right? Right. So if Masataka Yoshida comes to the big leagues and hits two eighty, that's a hundred points worse. Than what his batting average was in Japan. And he's still one of the best hitters in baseball. That's still a pretty darn good average hitter in Major League Baseball. Correct. Right? If Yoshinobu Yamamoto, whose ERA in Japan for the last three seasons has been sub two, let's just say the same rules apply, right? The same rules apply. The The difference between Major League Baseball and the NPB is a point on your ERA. So he'll be sub three. You're going to be a 2.8. Right. Still elite. Garrett Cole just won the Cy Young in the American League with a 2.95. Same thing with Blake Snow. Yeah. It is. It, you're right. 
Mike, like it, it's it's you know what Japan is producing is an unreasonable amount of high level clean baseball talent. Yeah, because it's 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 old school type of baseball. And here's what I'll say to your point, and then we'll go to the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Yes, sir. Is that although you haven't seen these guys play, what happened to Shohei? They didn't see him play either. Yeah. And he ended up being the best player of our generation. So, Mets, spend the damn money. I'm sick of it. <laughs> After the break, the greatest segment on the planet, Dummy of the Week. Dummy. Yeah. Welcome back, y'all. Now it's time for the greatest segment on the planet, W of the Week. Dummy. Yeah. Every week I go around the room and I ask, who? Who is the dummy of the week? Claw, who you got, sir? Um, probably said this before, but I'm saying it from a different angle. Kim K. R- really? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'd, I'd like to hear it. It's... I don't know. I see the videos with her in North dancing. I just every time I see her dance, it just makes me want to throw up in my mouth. Like I can't stand her doing these little fucking TikTok dances. She's trying to re. She's trying to rebrand herself. You didn't see that, right? She needs to just of of, of the America's mom. She's trying to be America's mom now. She needs to back off. Yeah, and just know the fact that it's over. Take your money. Kanye won. Kanye won. Yeah, big time. And um, yeah, just stop. You're not hip. You can't dance. And that's it. I mean, we, your children? I mean, we've we've <laughs> we've seen her in situations. I knew that she couldn't dance about twenty years ago. But uh, hey, wow. that's uh, Shots fired! Shots fired! I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah. Hey. hey, that's a good one. So Kim K gets the dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Silas Asshole, who you got? I'm going with Doritos, who came up with a nacho cheese flavored liquor. What? It said it, it it tastes and smells like the real thing. Wow. I was thinking it'd be like hangover, throw up. Yeah. Like, Yo, you ever you ever smell Doritos when you don't feel good? Like it makes you sick. Red bag or like blue bag? Red yeah, bag. Nacho, nacho. <sighs> red bag. You know what that do to you? Like the ranch the, the ranch <laughs> is one thing, but the red bag, bro. That's like that's like that, that's like bad feet. It's like bad feet when you smell that. Oh my god! What liquor? What's the proof? Like, what's it? I can't. It's like trying to do like. Is it a wine cooler? I think it's tequila. Tequila. Shit! Wow. Wow. Claw's gonna try that. You see? He gave it. Never mind. Never mind. Once he once he said tequila, he was in. That's interesting. I can't really read it. Yo, I don't know, but that shit looks disgusting. It looks like Bacardi. Yeah, that's, that's just. But know. yo, you know what's crazy is that when you when you take off the 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 cap for the first time, right, and you you get a whiff of that, that's not gonna that's not gonna smell good. It ain't gonna go. It's not gonna go. Yeah. Well, you know what? Nah. Somebody put the Dorito in the cup. No way. It, it's gonna go. It's gonna work. Like it is gonna work with like these with these people corona. out here. Yeah, it's, it's gonna work. Yo, I ain't gonna hold you like the Dorito nachos on a, on a Taco Bell. It's pretty good. So, I mean, that's them. that's. Listen, Doritos on on a on a Subway sandwich is fire. Yeah. On a deli sandwich is fire, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's fire. 
But in a drink? Come on now. That's that's pushing it. That's they pushing it. They should have did bath soap. Right. Something like that. Yeah, that's real. Lotion. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? <laughs> Pomade. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dorito facts. Lube. Lube. Dorito. Dorito. <laughs> Yo, you know, that's a dot. That's marketing, though. Hold on. That's a bar. You're giving it too much. Yo. Write that down. Pizza, yeah. pizza flavored lube. Yeah. Not the P word. Pizza. Can't say it. You can't say it? Can't do it. I take it out. But that's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's, it's, it would make sense. I got you. you know what I mean? I don't like the liquor. I don't like that. I like that idea. So yeah, we're not allowed to say that, Claw. Mm-hmm. No. Can't do it here. He doesn't. He doesn't like that. With P word. Yeah. He th- he, he's a conspiracy theorist. Dummy. Yeah. yeah. Not you. Not you. We're talking about the uh, the liquor. You don't get the dummy. Um, Mr. Guido, what you got? See, I see. My dummy's not as good as theirs. I don't think it's as good. Mine's a lower grade dummy. Uh, but I'm gonna change mine. Okay. Originally, I, I was gonna say that because, you know, my my dummy really is. I think it's Draymond Green, dude. Gotta be. I think it's Draymond. Green. Yeah. Like, listen, I, I just the fact that you can spend your entire career <laughs> just acting like this, being a hack, being a hack, and then when they suspend you, be like. I'm just doing me, man. I don't know why they got to crack down on me being me. I'm like, you being you sucks. Yeah. Like, you being you is just being a but dick. But the, the biggest like, part I, about Draymond Green, if you notice, right, is think about his track record. Besides Braun, right? And Braun is not a fighter. Braun has never gotten to no real squabs with anybody on the court in regards to physicality, right? But look at the people that he tends to pick on. People ain't got no hands. Rudy go. <laughs> We already know that Rudy Gobert can't fight. We already know that. Picked on him. <laughs> right? Yusuf Nurkic. He's picking on all these international <laughs> He's picking on all these international guys. That that don't that exactly. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yo, so he, the, the, think about it. He has a problem. Straight up clocked George. Bro, he has a problem. <laughs> he has a problem with international guys, it seems. Sabonis. Sabonis. Yusuf yeah. Nurkic. Sabonis. Gobert. Like, all right, they, they have a reputation of not being fighters. I get it. Steven Adams. Steven Adams. I'm telling you. Hey, Steven Adams is a good guy. That stash has been solid for years. Yo, God bless he's him. kicked Steven Adams straight in the junk. Straight in the nuts. <laughs> just just like that, that that show that we used to watch back that in the day, Glow. leg kick. You've been kicked in the nuts. Bro, oh, my God. He's that guy. You've been kicked in the yeah, nuts. The, the leg, you know it's bad when the leg came out the other side. Like, yeah. Like, when, like you can see, when, when you like can see the leg on the other side. Yeah. Shit, like, yeah. Uh, you know that was intentional, right? Oh, dude, everything he did was intentional. Yeah. I don't buy any of that shit. Yeah. I really don't. Yeah. All of everything that Draymond, Draymond Green has done on a court like that, Nobody flails their body that much. Nobody does. No. I agree. I played basketball too. I never flailed like that, and I'm doofy as hell. I definitely like, agree. <laughs> but I, I do feel like there's like a Draymond cam. Like they just initiated low key in, in, in every game, and they watch everything he fucking does because they know it's going to come. It's going to happen. He's like the Greg Hardy of the NBA. Yeah. I'm with the. I mean, he's going to start. He's going to like start MMA fighting or something. You go to big three. There, there you go. And do that go shit. Big do that yeah. shit over there. And be the man. He'd light up big three. 
If I'm being honest. Be the Mike Tyson and Big Three. That should be great. You would. That'd be really good. Yeah, so Draymond Green, you're going to have to hold that. Dummy, yeah. All of those were good. You guys did great. You know, Six and, and Al, the crazy Eagles fan, was here. They'd, they'd have theirs. But, you know, we have our selection. I have mine. May I have the drum roll, please? And the winner for Dummy of the Week, the San Antonio Spurs. The San Antonio Spurs get my... Dummy. Because here's my thing. You won with the Victor Wembanyama sweepstakes. You got that, right? Tanked and got the, one of the most generational players we've ever seen, right? Great, great. You suck, but he's good, right? So he's always going to be an attraction there, right? That's not my issue with the Spurs. It's not even Greg Popovich that I think is a little over the hill. He may have to retire. That's not my issue. No. It's not even the women that Charles Barkley say are unattractive in San Antonio. It's not even that. It's the fact that they had that dude at halftime try to score the basket. Did you see this? Oh, God. The worst player that I've was... ever seen. Wow. And you selected him. First off, you should have seen by his fit that he wasn't going to be a basketball player. Maybe the man came out there with a, with, a, with, a, with a suit and tie on. He, not, he, dri he dribbles. <laughs> he dribbles like my cousin in Jamaica that's never played basketball before. That's what, he, that's what he dribbled like. The Bob Cousy dribble. Then he Spurt. threw it at the backboard, oh right? God. Threw it at the backboard, and it went out of bounds. It didn't even hit the rim. It didn't hit the backboard. It didn't hit nothing. Then he got another ball passed to him, and he tried to do a layup, and it knocked off the rim. Not, not even off the rim, off the backboard. He never hit rim once. Not once. Standard and you know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of Along Came Polly. What did he say? <laughs> was, let it rain. Let it rain. <laughs> Yo, this was the worst <laughs> performance I have ever seen. Silence says you're going to have to pull this video. Trust me, you're going to have to pull this video and just play it throughout this entire thing. It was the worst this thing. Is, I, I've yeah. never seen a guy this bad. Yeah, the Spurs like, didn't want to give anything away look, that night. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Listen. Money, money's tight over there. <laughs> right. right. Here's the thing. Yeah. They're not selling as many Wimpy churches yeah. as they uh, Here's the thing, right? <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is the thing that I actually thought about. When a girl sees this video of him, right? It's over. Because he's viral it's at over. this point. It's over for him. And you know that this is how he plays basketball. There's, you get no buns. You get no skins. <laughs> At all, you're gonna be in a friend zone for life. Maybe, for life. Maybe, unless he gets the the girl that's like, I hate sports too. Right. And she's like, Yeah, you showed them. But see, sometimes that's a lie, right? Yeah, oh, I don't watch sports, but I do talk to the football player down the street. Yeah. And he gives me exactly what I need, right? Yeah. First down. Facts. Right? There was. I watched a. Um. I, I I saw a clip of a podcast once. And it was these girls that were saying, like, what, what is, what are some things that like give you the ick? Yeah. Right. And they're like, if a guy is like really good at a sport, like really, really, like if they're like a really good bowler or something, like exceptional, they're like, <laughs> they just like, like so that's the only chance that right. this kid has. Yo, th this was the worst performance I have ever seen. Yeah, this was bad. Yo. They took the only dude that don't know. He, he's never played basketball in his life. What are we doing? Spurs, get it together. Do your research. You need to start vetting your... <laughs>
Start venting the people that you get up there. Ask them, have you ever played basketball before? Have you ever did something? But this, this is bad. But that's not even not ever playing basketball before. Like, that's, like, completely not being coordinated. There's no motor skills. In any, yeah. No that's, motor skills. <laughs> none. <laughs> yo, even the, the, yo, this. So Spurs and whoever this dude's name is, first of all, he got the suit on. Like, you already knew it was just a bad look from, from day one. You big losers today for doing this, but you winners for Dummy of the Week. That's all for the show. Mike, I appreciate you coming through. You come through more often, man. Like, you know, you're, you're a knowledgeable guy. It's it's your yeah. fault for living in bumfuck. And nobody tells you to be out there in, 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 in Pleasantville. Nobody tells you that. <laughs> you know, come where people actually mingle and, and, and do things. <laughs> Venture you know? into society yeah. once in a while. There's nothing but dirt roads <laughs> and, and, and grass by you. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah. I'll make sure to come by more often. Yeah, yeah. Silent Assassin. You live like 10 minutes away from him, so it's the same thing with you. You know, come to society. You know, come come here. You know, mingle with us. Us regular folk. Claw? Hey. How you doing? Fantastic. How about yourself? Kind of word of the week. Cardi B back out there, baby. Play cards right. Yeah, she is back out there. She's back out there. <laughs> She's on the market. Oh, yeah. You want to shoot your shot? Huh? You want to shoot your shot? I don't shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, so I do better than that guy in the Spurs. Facts, <laughs> facts, facts. So, before I sign out, I just have to do this because I, I sometimes I just feel that I am a bad person, but I just don't care. So, for all the people that idolize this man. I want you to think about this. Let it stay etched into your brain about what you're about to listen to. And ask yourself, is this your goat? Michael Jordan used to be a superstar. Now I'm an ultra star. Conditioner, pomade, one step lotion, and shampoo. The ultra in men's hair care. From Johnson Yo, Products. Hold on. Let me say something. Everybody in that video, everybody in that commercial had hair. Every single one had so glow hair down to their back waves. He the only bald head dude in the in the in the, in the commercial. <laughs> Don't nobody care about what the hell you say that, That's how obsessed people are with Jordan. That they're gonna see this bald headed man in this hair commercial and say, "That's the product that I want." Is that your king? Is that your king? Is what I'm asking. That's what I'm saying. LeBron James will never do a commercial like this. He never embarrass himself like this. This is horrible. So, Absolutely horrible. Selling poison to the people, bro. Huh? Selling poison to the people. Selling poison to the people. Bald headed man. In a hair commercial. Can't be trusted. You can't be trusted. <laughs> this is how I know, this is can't how I know that me. people are brainwashed. They are brainwashed. They seen this commercial and said, yo, I want that. Man's ball, the only ball person in the commercial. Yep. Babe, babe, look at his. Yeah. He got it. Man had the man had the George Jefferson in the video. <laughs> what are you doing? You can at least put a wig on him or something and just play around with it. 
rocking the Johnny Sins. Give him a, give him a Jericho or some bald-headed man in a hair commercial. That's your king? Is that your goat? Huh? That's your goat? That's what, that's what I'm asking. Is that y'all goat? The man that you defend all the time. Is that y'all goat? So until next week, stay safe. Stay cool. Ultra sexy. Stay, exactly. <laughs> Peace. That's your goal. That's Is that your goal? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> man's, a, man's a charlatan. That's all he is. That's all he is. Is that your goal? That's all I'm asking. Is that your goal? Huh? LeBron would never do that. Well, he's flowing off the rails. LeBron would never do that. Flying off the handle. My son is the champ. So get over it. <laughs>